Welcome back to Numbers on the Board. Numbers on the Board, yes! Before we get into the episode, let me remind you to leave a like, subscribe to the YouTube channel as we are on a road back to 100,000. We can see how many of y'all are not subscribed or watching these videos and that number's too damn high. So subscribe to the channel. Help the brothers get to that new plaque. The plaques is, I'll be honest with you, as a serial content creator that creates a new channel two times a year, those plaques hit different. And that's why I got six of them. I'm trying to get seven. And, and these boys need their first one because we didn't keep the last one. Yeah, because, you know, apparently we didn't get any. Where is we our didn't plaque? Get, we didn't get it's the not plaque. ours. Yeah, we didn't get the plaque for our oh. homework. Yeah. Didn't want the shit. I did. <laughs> I, want them, I want them all in a trophy case because those are YouTubers' trophies. Have you got MVP award, six man of the year. Keep the name, can't rings. keep the numbers. Hey, because we putting them on the board. Put them on the board. You get what I'm saying? Yesterday, mm -hmm. I, now a couple of days ago, I was at my mom's house and I had these, like the first projects that Flex ever put out. I got them like life size, and it was a thing. And I'm like, what? What is this? And it was like a something a fan made for us, but we was like animated. Like oh. it was very. I'm gonna show y'all one day. But. But it, I I'm forgot that it you. existed. But it was like through the wire, and it had us on there, and we had like our favorite team hat on or colors or whatever. And but we was like, like very animated. It looked funny. You looked at no KB looked like Emmanuel quickly in one of them pictures. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, uh, very. It was very. That's crazy who he to see. did. He did get his style from him. Now you just you now you just talking. <laughs> we do share the same stylist. So <laughs> I was talking. talking about. I told you. Oh, well, you need to shout out to Marissa. You need to step it up, man. Shout out to Marissa, man. You need to give Marissa some more because Joe shit don't be looking like he is. <laughs> well, his budget is probably a lot higher than I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Now I'm being Mike. I'm just talking. What's up, though, man? How y'all feeling? First and foremost, I will say today's Saturday, right? It is. Today, it must be a busy day. I feel like I could hear uh, some of our neighbors. Yeah, it's the first time yeah, I came ever. here. I was like, are they loud? <laughs> Do they normally talk like this? Like When I was pulling up, I don't know. Everything about every time we, I pull up on Saturdays, I just know it's going to be relatively quiet in the building because it's a weekend. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's a little different. But it is a lot of people here for it to be a Saturday. Yeah. Some Saturdays that you come in here and the lot's still kind of full. And I'd be like, wow, a lot of people still working. Did y'all see the, the thing on the, on the, when you walk in? Nah. Oh, I ain't going to spoil nothing, man. Oh, I did see Y'all not very perceptive? I, I thought you oh, meant. Keezy? I thought you meant. Oh, yeah, I thought I you meant. Uh, I thought you meant something else, like for the building. You mm. talking about. For us. Yeah. Mike didn't see it. Well, it's fine. It's fine. We can I didn't get him see, to see it. it later. Right. Everybody saw it. What do I'm talking about? The, the, the furniture being built? No, see. Oh, he, yeah. No, he ain't seen oh, it. No, no, that's, no. okay. that's okay. That's okay. That's because he... he be, well, I thought you had them Devin Booker's on. No. They do have the same colorway a little bit. They little saying bit. all you wear is flannels. Let's talk about it. They only see what I wear two days out of the week. A, fla a good flannel is a cheat code, though. It is. It is a cheek. I got some flannels. I do too. So it ain't nothing wrong with it. No. Put a nice little tee on it. Well, you wear them seven nice. episodes in a row. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> when it starts to, you know what I'm saying? But no, it is what it is. It is. Hey, on you, on you today's episode, we're going to go through a lot of different things. We're going to talk hoops, obviously. And we're going to see which teams and slash players do we want to hit the <clears> panic <throat> button on as we get closer and closer to the NBA playoffs. One thing one thing I want to say right off top is I, I want to I change the way I kind of talk and view the game of basketball, right? Meaning what? Once I hit a, this has been the way for me for the last couple of years, and I feel like it's it's unfair and it's not a good representation of how I watch the game. That once we get like past the deadline, the only teams I really talk about are the teams competing for playoffs, which makes sense, right? Those are the teams that are going to be playing after April. 
but there's like 30% of the league that won't be making the playoffs. And I'm still watching those teams, but I've elected to not talk about the teams, you know what I'm saying, because I feel like maybe bad for numbers. When in reality, who gives a damn? Let's I mean, it is kind of hard to watch those teams because they kind of suck regardless. So, like, it's, it's – Unless their games are close, there's no reason to really watch them. I'm looking for, especially for them younger teams, as far as, like, uh, player development. Yeah, player development. That's, good. like, the main thing. Yeah. Like, it's trying the, to figure uh, out if there are things that are happening on the second half of the season when nobody's watching. They're like, oh, yeah, in 2024, 2025, Daniel Dia going to be doing this because the last three months of the season he was doing that, you know, yeah. and that's why I'm trying to. What I, I was looking at the standings yesterday, and I was kind of thinking the same thing when I was watching. Oh, it may have been two days ago when I was watching the Spurs game because – Vic has just been on a tear. Yeah. And so I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, how many teams can go into the season again thinking we can make the playoffs? And I was thinking, like, what teams are probably still going to be – Detroit probably still going to be bad next season. Wizards are still probably going to be bad next season. I'm thinking about what teams are going to add to the mix and I can make the hunt. Just teams that are probably hurt, really. You look at a team like the Memphis Grizzlies. Yep. Um, but I just mean – to me, it's still the NBA. So, like, yeah, the Spurs, am I waking up like, ooh, the Spurs play today? But on any given day, they can do what they did against Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, the Wizards, they they was a tough matchup for your Lakers. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the it's teams that they'll come to play on any given day. So on any given night, that's just how I'm, I'm viewing it. I'm not really writing off anybody. I'm not, I'm just not waking up saying like, hey, man, the Wizards play tonight. But I if do the Wizards do their thing against the Lakers, I'm tuned in, and I'm hoping. That Jordan Poole don't airball that three in the corner so he can go into double OT. Mm-hmm. When I, I do look for, like, teams, when they're bad teams, they're, like, if they're at home or away. If usually when they're away, it's probably it's not the best. But, like, I feel like at home, at least you have a little bit of, like, something going your way. This is the question I'm going to ask y'all. What, when y'all watching, what are y'all watching? Like the bad teams? No, when you're like watching, what are you uh, watching? I'm usually I watch with, players usually. Yeah. What you, but I'm saying, what do you watch? We I like all to watch, watch players, but what do you watch? I like watching? to watch the fluidity of the offense. I like to see defensive switches, how guys hold it on when they switching. Um, or I like to look for like little mistakes, like do this dude get beat back door often and stuff like that. Um, is he good when he's off the ball defending? Like, is he engaged still? Is he locked in? Is okay? that how you watch every basketball that you mm-hmm. watch? I tried to, yeah. Uh, like yesterday when I was watching the Bucks, like they was running sets where Giannis was just getting easy looks. Just easy duck ins and getting duck dunks and like I felt like that stuff was very intricate and like it's very good to see that progression for that team when you talk about playoff time because sometimes you're not just gonna be able to just go ISO a team every every possession you got to run sets and get your guys easy looks mm-hmm. so that's something that I look at too. I think I'm a little bit of the opposite in terms of like I look at the offensive side more. I'm probably looking like who has the ball. I try to as of late like in the past year or so I try to look more so like. On the other side, too, like, who's defending? Who needs to be in help? But for the most part, I'm watching, like, who stands out as a player? You know, I, I don't know why, but I always like the concept when I just, like, I'll act like I've never seen basketball before, and I'll be like, who's the best player on the court? You know, like, just look, try to gauge it that way. So and, if you were, like, a new fan, who would I think is the best Yeah, player I try here? to look at it in different aspects, but probably most of the time I'm looking at, like, who's controlling the game, probably offense. I do look – I like a lot of offensive sets, too. Like, I notice if a team is not doing anything or a team is standing or if a team, like, I always mention the Warriors for the, all their ball. Like, I like that type of stuff. So I'm always more on the offensive side. 
I, um, there's a many, many times where I watch basketball and I turn my brain off. And like, yeah. this is a thing that I love. Yeah. I'm not trying to be analytical. I'm not trying to overlook things. And a perfect example of that last night was Pelicans versus Pacers. I was like, this is going to be a game that should be up and down. I'm not trying to figure out who's getting beat where, but let's just watch these pl teams play basketball. So if you ask me right now, what was the main story of that game? Even though I watched until the third quarter, uh, until the end of the third quarter, I'm not sitting here and saying, I don't think I know is like Tyrese didn't do a damn thing, which I mm -hmm. guess we'll talk about. And a Brandon bit. Ingram showed his ass. Brandon Ingram had like 15 points in the first quarter. So, um, and then there's other times like the Boston Celtics versus Dallas Mavericks game. Those are two teams that are fighting for, well, I know Boston is still my favorite. They have been my favorite since they pulled off the Drew Holiday trade. But it's like Dallas is like, oh, could Dallas win a playoff series, get to the conference finals, and this is an opportunity for them to go against one of the best teams, if not the best team in basketball. So what are they doing? You know, I, I try to break it up like that, and then um, some games that I miss, I might go back and feel like, Jalen Green had 30 against the Suns. How did he get 30? Mm -hmm. It wasn't great, but he did it, you know, and I'm trying to watch Jalen Green do his 30. Yeah, I can see that. I think another thing that I like to watch is just, like, coaching strategy as well. Like, coaches making adjustments out of timeouts. I like – I like a good out of timeout play. I think when you can get an easy look straight out of the time. Who's the best in the league in it? Who's the best in the league in it? Or give me give me one a coach that you like. Oh yeah, sideline out of bounds. I know they're gonna draw something up. I know Steve Kerr is pretty good at it. Um, <laughs> Pop has always been great at it. Spo has always been good at it. It's usually like the top end coaches. The, the name that came to mind. Will Hardy. Now Will Hardy's pretty good too. Yeah. But uh, Coach Mark Dayton. No. Oh. Oh okay, my. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's gonna draw something up and it's gonna work, especially if he got. Um, Josh Giddy as the inbounder. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he's one of the best inbounders in basketball, which is a I mean, he's six, thing. seven. Yeah. Or so. So he's always the tall passing guys you usually want inbounding the ball. Yeah. I'd be trying to look into teams. It'd be it'd be, it'd be real tough. I was watching I'd uh, be a, I'm player centric. especially like with team like I I'm not really watching the Bulls as a team. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, not I watching, I'm not watching the Detroit. Uh, actually the last night was actually pretty funny. It was a very funny game. Because like the emotions from DeMar was so, like, he was just, they were getting out of his skin more so than I've ever seen any team do. Vucevic got ejected. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, they were, the Bucks were, like, really getting under their skin, and they really weren't doing anything. Well, I mean, once you let Bust Pat Bev go, like, eight yeah. in a row, that's mm -hmm. a, that was the funniest part to me. <laughs> I was crying laughing. Yeah. And Pat Bev, he, he, Pat Bev, you know, you know the saying, and I say this respectfully, you give somebody an inch and they take a mile, yeah. Man, Pat Bell scored eight points. You thought he had 40. Oh, I love it. I love that, though. <laughs> he going to the crowd, this my shit. But I think the Bucks house. need that. I no, they, the Bucks, they definitely they need Bucks that. But it, it, that's that. to me, that's the funny in the comedy. De DeMar DeRozan is probably like, man, he, we garbage. We garbage. <laughs> Second <laughs> play of the game, they didn't do the logo three. I'm, damn. Yeah. I see what type of night this going to be. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's real um, for intermediate teams or bottom-feeding teams. It's tough for me to view them as teams. Um, I'm just I'm real player centric, so I just the Pistons just played against somebody a couple. Of, it might have been the Bulls. Um, they did. They beat the Bulls. Okay, and I think like and they should have beat the Knicks, but the refs so Jalen Duran um, had like five or six assists. So yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at shit like that. I'll go back mm -hmm. and see how his how did he yeah. get those assists? He, I think he also had like four turnovers. How, what is he doing? You know what I mean? Why why is he getting those turnovers versus like a team? Yeah, I feel like when you're looking at the bad teams, you're not really going to get good team basketball. You're mm. going to get more so good individual performances, unless you're coached by Popovich, where he, they run a system. They, you can see that they pass, cut, move, mm -hmm. screen. But like a team like the Pistons, you know Cave going to get in his bag. And Cave, I, but I feel like that about like, the NBA in general. I'm going to more watch team shit in college basketball. 
Okay. At the in in the playoffs, you're gonna have some matchups and some shit, but it's really gonna be the players. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. player is going to Luke either, is definitely gonna be like, exactly. the guy you wanna watch. We're playoffs. not gonna sit up here and act like Jason Kidd is just really and it's not to take anything away from any coach, but I just feel like the NBA, especially when we talk about those good ass teams, you're gonna have some few things that's going on, but for the the, the main thing Your best player gotta bring it home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm on the same wave as P in terms of like I'm more I said offense, but it's like the player, too. Like, I tune in for players a lot of the time, too. Um, same when I was talking about the Spurs, like, it was Vic I'm tuning in for. For sure. You know? Sure. But and every once in a while, you would, like, when the Jazz was hot and they had, like, a complete <clears throat> team effort, then you you know it's a style and it's a yeah. coaching, um, something like that. You, But that's, that's, that's like, I, rare. I it's mean. Rare. Or when a horn, hey, fresh off the trade deadline, Hornets was hooping. They now was. They, they was. I think you got to find excitement. And, like, after the trade deadline, they there is that play, buzz. Yeah, they've been against some tough matchups, yeah. though. After they the played the Bucks line, twice? Back to back, yeah. <laughs> the Bucks that look that'll, put, good. that'll put your light out quick, playing them boys twice with a chip on their shoulder. It's excitement after that trade deadline just because it's that buzz of, like, new people moving around. But, yeah, almost, like, 60 games into the season. For the average person, they don't want, like, they're not going to watch every single minute of the basketball. So I think you do got to find that excitement and look for something to, like, get that motivation. You know what's exciting? The Milwaukee Bucks right now. Since Doc Rivers has taken over, the defense has been better. They got the third best transition defense in basketball in that span. The actual uh, stats of their defense is still around league average, but I think they've been unlucky with the three po- opponent three-point shooting. Um, where teams are are making more threes. The offense has shifted a little bit. That's also around league average at this time, but I think they also got extremely unlucky with their three-point shooting. But it's it's cool to see because, like, if you look at Malik Beasley's shot attempts with Adrian Griffin versus with uh, Doc Rivers, they're prioritizing the three-point shot a lot more. Brooke Lopez is at, uh, taking two more threes a game. Malik Beasley's taking two more threes a game. Uh, Damian Lillard, and this, this is a stat I read this morning, um, his overall – efficiency and his productivity has dropped under Doc Rivers. Even though he's getting to the basket more than before, he's getting less foul calls. Um, yesterday he had, the, again, the big couple big shots. But, like, I'm, en- I'm enjoying it. Now, these stats were against the Hornets twice, mm-hmm. the Bulls last night. They're about to go through the gauntlet right now. But so KB, we're going to really see. This is These are the type of games that before – under Adrian Griffin, where they would let these teams come out and hang with yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, one they of They're coming out and take care of, taking care of business now. One of their worst losses was under Doc Rivers. It was uh, right before the deadline, I mean, right before All-Star when they lost to Memphis. Yes. Right? Uh, that was Jackson one of the worst losses. Yeah. But, yeah, they've been taking care of business. Again, the Hornets came into those two games on a four-game win streak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We look great. It's the Grant Williams team now all of a sudden. They're like, no, y'all not scoring over 90 this game. Oh, yeah. y'all not even hitting 100. And then last night, I don't remember what the Bulls ended up with, but again, it was a defensive masterclass like from the Bucks. Ayo um, hit a three, and it gave y'all about 89. Yeah. I remember that in the fourth quarter. That's like the last memory I have before I turned that shit off. And then Giannis is doing his thing. I think 46 last night. He continues to dominate. Hey, bro, he was on some other stuff yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Like, he was, he, was, he was dribbling up the court. Yeah, because I'm like, why the Bulls starting at nine? Then he I'm, was coming up the court, sizing up, pull up three. In the, I was like, damn. Yeah. He, but apparently, uh, since the All-Star break, he's been shooting like over 40% from three. That's what people were saying in my comments. Actually. I haven't looked at his numbers post-All-Star break, yeah. but he's been shooting the ball pretty from three pretty good post-All-Star break. So It's a perfect time to get it all going. Again, yeah. their schedule coming up is I think this ridiculous. shows who they are as a team. I but think, that's why I like these matchups where, like, 
you have the Hornets twice because it, it's just it's just like playing the actual game in itself. Sometimes you got to get a couple easy ones. Yes, you, you have come to. out and you go. That's what I tell my little brother. You come out, you you might the first three shots you get maybe some threes. Right now, if you on three, hey, I'm gonna be in the stands like man, go get you an easy one, get a layup, get foul, make a free throw. And I feel like the game, the those type of games for a team like the Bucks is exa- those out of. Uh, no, no, no disrespect, but mm-hmm. it's a layup for them. No, it's it's like a layup to get going. So now, around. once you get into this tough stretch, you 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 good. You charged up. You got yes. some momentum. It's rolling, and now you can start having things click. You you need some easy shit to get things to click. Obviously, you would love it to to, to start clicking against anybody, but sometimes you know it's the NBA. You got to get you a couple easy ones. Get hot. Get the momentum on your side. And once you start to feel good, you start to play good. And then the, da- the, the the doves start to pile up. So I, I like it for them, and I do agree with that. I'm always a big believer in that. People be talking about this and that. You got to beat the bad teams. Yeah, you got to beat, beat the too. bad. Yeah, you got to beat the bad teams. If you let if you let a team like the Wizards come in and they only you only win by two, you looking like damn, we barely got by. Like, Sound like a shot being sent. Oh no, Sound <laughs> <laughs> like a shot was. being sent. But like, how we just beat the Clippers before that? It's all right. <laughs> but like now they finna go on a Cali trip. Mm-hmm. Um, which is going to be very tough. And I'm interested to see how they play in this because they are a team that always had a few question marks. And now under Doc Rivers, he has to go into now his toughest stretch as a head coach of this team. So it's going to be very fun to see. It's the Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, Kings, 76ers, Suns, Celtics. That's mm-hmm. insane. Then they seven got, games? Yeah, then they got the Nets and then the, the Thunder, then the Lakers again, then the Pelicans. Like, that's These tough. next eleven games are gonna tell us everything we really need to know about the Bucks. Which what makes you happy in that seven game stretch? Like what I think record wise, uh, nine and two. Oh my god! And no, seven games. They're, they're damn near the favorite. Oh, you said seven? <laughs> no, you seven. said eleven. I, but them seven games though. Oh, the seven That's games. That first seven he named. Um, six and one. If, if they walk out six and one, we yeah. talking about them being yeah, that for team. sure. Mm-hmm. That means they beat the, the Clippers. They beat the Warriors. And they then Lakers, the Lakers, Clippers again, the Suns, Kings. King, like. And I feel like one of those got to be a back-to-back too. Uh, let's, I'm let's, assuming. I would, think, are, I would be happy if they, if they if I walked out five and two, I would be happy. The only back-to-back they got is March 20th to the 21st, which is Celtics on the first leg and then Nets on the second. So, oh, they don't so, yeah. so that's probably and that's, <laughs> that's, that's the best case scenario out of all those. Yeah, they got, they got that's probably back at home too, right? Uh, they play Boston in Boston. Oh, okay, that might be they, an L right there. And then they fly home. Oh, okay. They fly home that night. Boston at home is tough. Yes, yes, it is. I mean, I mean, Boston at in home general, this season. Are they? They only lost two or three games. Yeah, I think they they lost their first game to the Nuggets. We remember that it was a big deal. Yeah, that was when Jamal Murray was just Jamal Murray and Jokic was just on something else. Taking care of the bad teams is is the staple, though. The Celtics are twenty two and one against sub five hundred teams. Cavaliers twenty five and three. Bucks are twenty eight and eight, which is the worst record of the top four. And then the Knicks are twenty three and two. Out west, things are get get a little bit more iffy. Because the teams are better, the below five hundred teams yeah. are better. You got um yeah, because you're not going against the Pistons, uh, Pistons four times. The Wizards, yeah. yeah. Um, nineteen and five for the Timberwolves, nineteen and six for OKC, twenty and four for Denver. And we saw the Spurs will beat you. Yes, yes, they can. Spurs beat the Suns. They beat the Thunder. Can we Spurs talk? That game you. was so fun, bro. Spurs will beat you, man. One of the most fun games of the season. Because mm-hmm. now Chet and Wimby have now gone against each other three different times. The first time was national TV. It was ass. Yeah. It was like lights were too bright for both of these dudes. I think it was like eight points and then seven points. It, it was, was like actually kind of crazy that that was such a deflating debut for both. Like, <laughs> yes. we, like we, it was like 
And it was doing rivalry week too, yes. so the NBA like hyped it up and like mm-hmm. it was all this buzz around, and then it's just neither of them did nothing. Yeah. Um, second time around, I don't remember, but the third time around, Chet has such a good game, and it's buried because Wimby did everything. He, he just <laughs> looks so comfortable out there, like yeah. compared to like the obviously the first game that they had, like, and he, he could do whatever he wanted out there. Like if he wanted to pull up three, go ahead. It was gonna be money. I seen the most one of the pressure plays. I thought. And I don't even remember if they capitalized, but he had caught the ball on the sideline and, like, he kind of bumped him off him a little bit, dribbled the, the baseline, and he had a crazy pass to, like, in the paint to uh, one of his teammates, and they just, like, they kind of threw it out. But I'm like, that's a 7'5 seven, dude, 7'4 seven, seven, dude. 7'4. That's kind of playmaker for your team. And it's just like, man, if he, I feel like if he put on a little, just a little bit more to where he can kind of push people around, you can't stop it's him. It's a three-point shooting for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah, hey, that, I, like that actually fit. It sounded good. I like that. Yeah. I, think that yeah. I, I don't know what he's, I thought uh, it was before. No, he started no, this season at like percentage wise, but I felt like he would take them. It just wasn't really going. Nah, he's been, now. this last I say month. I think he been sh- damn near like forty something percent. But, yeah, you can see. It. Um, to me, that was always my biggest thing. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't. I didn't come in. Think looking at Chet as a stretch or like a three point shooter, I just knew he could make some. Mm-hmm. But I felt like that was an overrated part of his game that a lot of people fell in love with just because he's seven five. But now he's you know he's making them, and like you said, he can make them off the catch. He can make them off a pull up. You know what I mean? And I don't. I'm saying it, I'm taking it with a grain of salt because I don't want him to fall in love with it and all of a sudden just be um, you know chucking up threes. But I I do love the fact that he is comfortable with taking them, especially. That he hit the dagger. The dagger yes, of the game was a three. So he didn't. I think um, that just makes a matchup nightmare. Exactly. You're gonna have to put somebody bigger on him because just why? Why would you put anybody under like six six on him or anything? So in the but last just, twenty games, he's shooting forty eight percent from the field, seventeen attempts, and from three five attempts a game, thirty eight percent. That's insane. phenomenal. That's insane. Phenomenal. And this is why at the beginning of the season I said that this dude should average thirty over the course of his career. Because if he's able to knock down shots like that at a respect at 38, 39%, plus he's going to get to the free throw line as he continues to build his body. We once we start to count in the easy ones, just off hitting three threes in a game, that's nine points. And having a guard that'll get him the ball when he's streaking down the paint. He should be shooting seven to ten free throws in the prime of his career night. That's already 20 points down. Yeah, 20 yeah, he's points. already at five attempts per game. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Without much help. He should easily get seven layups, seven dunks. Just easy. And you know what? Like, how many times have y'all he's had seen. He's a dub with threes and free how throws. How many times have y'all <laughs> seen somebody kind of not even throw like a good lob, just throw it up there and he, he dunks makes it, it happen. from yeah. like five, his six catch feet radius, out. His catch radius is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Probably going to be one of the best we've ever seen. This is a stat from our good friend Anthony. Um, Victor Wibbyama finished with 47 blocks in February. That is the same total as the entirety of the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks, and five more blocks than uh, uh, more than five other. Don't put teams. us in that. Mitchell Robinson been hurt. You know what's funny, bro? <laughs> we got no rim protector. <laughs> it's like Alex Caruso probably got most of ours. Wait, more blocks than the Hornets, the Kings, the Clippers, the Heat, and the Blazers. That's Wimby by himself. Do you remember? All those I told you this was like maybe a couple weeks ago. I told you I played it like a bet slip, and I was like, I put Wimby in there for like four or five blocks. This one he had like nine or something. Mm. I've been taking just like three or four blocks every. It hit every time. He doing it, bro. None of the other stuff hit, but he gonna hit. On last episode, that was last episode. We tried to predict the next five years, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had the conversation about like, oh, who's the face of the league in two years? There is no question who it is. Mm-hmm. It is Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. There's no. And there's, what? There's, and there's no years? question. In two years. 
in two years. That's all it's going to take. He, oh. I don't even think you need to be on one of the top two teams to be the face uh. of the league. He's good on the microphone, and he, he's generated the most amount of views in, in NBA history, social media-wise. He's doing crazy stuff. He's going to make an all-defensive team as a rookie. He's going to block stuff every single night, and his numbers should only get better. As well, long as he is healthy. years, technically, LeBron will still be in the league, so he won't be the face. Okay. He's the net, he's the runner-up for face of the league. <laughs> he once, one of those once, people, no, no, once saying, Braun is gone. He's one of those, it's 1201, it's not, the next day. I'm not going extreme to that level. I'm just trying to figure out if somebody can be the face that fast. Because in order to become a face, you got to do, you know what I'm saying? You got to, like LeBron became a face. But there's this hangover, right? Because LeBron, Le, Le, we, we've always had the next guy up. Like, Kobe was in the league, then Braun came to the league, MJ, yep. MJ then it you know, passed on. There is no, like, here's your crown yet. Right? There's nobody even really in contention. You could talk Jason Tatum, you could talk Luka Doncic, all these other guys, and they're amazing, phenomenal basketball players. When you talk about face of the league, most marketable player, it's the alien dude that's 7'4", that can hit a, uh, a three from the logo, can block shots, and might win seven DPOYs in his career, and is good on the microphone. Yeah. You're not, you're not wrong You saw him that. in a Louis Vuitton shoot? Uh, yeah. Come on, he man. Just, he just got that bag. It's him. Now, being a face of the league don't mean you're the best in the league. No. Right? You don't have to be the best I mean, in the league. I mean, he's going to have to I, be. I can say this with the almost certainty. The next season, when we talk at the end of the season, we're going to be talking about him being top 15. That's year two. Going to year three, he's going to be top 10. Going tell, to year I'm four. You, next year is going to be year three. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm ne- next year is going to be year three. I just think, uh, I don't know, because I don't want to get up here and I don't, I'm not against Wimby. I rock with I rock with Wimby, but is he gonna be the face of the league because he's the face of the league, or because they want because he's this no, tall alien dude? It's because of him though. Like we've we've had tall players all the time, alien type guys all the time, and they want they wanted them to be that, but but because they wasn't, they didn't they didn't do they didn't. I think he embraces it a little bit too. They didn't like when Yao came. I, I understand everybody mm-hmm. wasn't NBA guys then. Yeah. When Yao came over, it was a big deal. Yao Ming was a big deal. Literally. They wanted that to be bigger than it turned out to be. And I'm I obviously Wimby is gonna be better than Yao. I'm praying because you know Yao had injury. We don't injuries, want that. We don't yeah. want that for, for Victor Wimbyama at all. But I'm just saying sometimes you you also have to and Wimby is gonna be much better on the microphone and, and, and all that shit uh to be I'm sorry. The Philadelphia 76 is signing somebody. I thought uh-huh. it was, you know. Uh, TJ, I woke up to TJ Warren. So I'm like, let me see what's going back, on. Baby. You feel me? I'm like, let me see. But, yeah, um, Wimby is going to be more marketable and things like that. But when I think about, like, LeBron, Kobe, and them guys being a face, it's because they were, like, the best players in the league. And, you know, that I'm just saying two years from now, I'm not saying that it won't happen. I'm just curious to see if, well, if no, he is going to be. On the technicality, Derek is right. LeBron will be in the league still, so he will be the face. But once LeBron is done, mm-hmm. and the what if somebody else come out? I, I guess it's possible. Yeah. That's bad what if Cooper Flags say, "Stop playing me, KB Beach." <laughs> <laughs> Adam Silver's still super happy about it. You got two faces of the league: Steph and no. LeBron. Steph and LeBron. Nah, Steph and LeBron. Nah, you got to take that shit. Somebody got Wimby. Better not go for that. Oh, Cooper Flag versus Wimby. I'm, I'm rocking Wimby. Hey, you, you not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> better rock with the seven five dude. They can do everything. Hell yeah, do everything. <laughs> Best passer. I don't on the even team know what already. position Cooper Flag play. You got to be a four. Got to be a four. But. uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, I love. The, I, I kind of like where we in that we don't know the face, but it kind of also makes me nervous because having a faceless game is gonna be. It's gonna be bad for business if there's no. And they're gonna mm-hmm. try to force it. 
They're going to try to force it, and I, that's what I don't want. If it's going to be Wimby, I want it to be Wimby because he is naturally the guy. Yeah, if it's going to be Tatum, I want it because it's Tatum is the guy. If it's going to be Luka, but don't be forcing that shit. That shit that that's that's where I kind of pause my breaks is when I feel like they be trying to force shit because when you you know you gotta you gotta come hoop. I don't care how you sound on the microphone and what you do in the commercial. You gotta come hoop. Yeah. At the end of the day, every. When they turn on the camera, people getting their money's worth. That's what LeBron. That's why LeBron James is the guy for so long. When you turn that TV on, LeBron is giving something because so he, he got half Olympics? of a nation that want him to lose, and he got a half a nation that want him to win. But regardless, he does it in fashion. When he win, three one comeback. When he was losing, getting his ass swept. Who do y'all think? <laughs> what do y'all think Victor Wembanyama phenomenal <laughs> in jersey sales so far this season? Uh, uh, top fit, uh, top fifteen. <laughs> I, I I really don't know. I, I, is it gonna be Subai? I haven't seen a I bunch of Wimby jerseys besides when I watch a Spurs game. I don't. I don't. I, we also, was at All Star. I didn't yeah. see several Wimby jerseys. But I would also consider the fact that he I has did. a whole country. You did? Yeah, he I has a whole it. country behind him that's not here. So, so does Rudy Gobert. Same country. That is true. <laughs> but Wimby's more marketable, so I'm gonna probably go 14th. 14th. I'm gonna go top 25. 25. Top 15. He's number four. Behind wow. who? Behind Steph Curry, mm-hmm. LeBron, LeBron. Jason Tatum, LeBron, Wimby. Who was fifth? Giannis. Then Luka Doncic. Then I'm, Devin I'm Booker, old. Kevin Durant. Tyrese Maxey cracks into the top ten. I'm getting old. Wow. I haven't seen none of that. Damian Lillard is number ten. Austin number Reeves still up there? Austin Reeves is not in the top 15 at least. So he might be 16 now. <laughs> Grady Dick ain't up 15. there? Huh? Grady Dick ain't up there yet? Grady, Grady Dick is not there. Oh, I, thought they were, I thought the frat boys was going to kill that I thought the college, college kids about to blow them numbers Just wait, wait till we the get hands, to Lollapalooza the season. Hands oh, yeah. <laughs> the hands there The hands there south. Oh, yeah, it's not, um, it's not like festival season. Yeah, just yeah. wait. Grady Dick will be top 15. Trust, Damn. trust. So Steph's still number one? Steph is still number one. See, people are still buying Steph jerseys. That makes sense. Does that count jerseys, too? Yes, that's a jersey. That should be. That's a jersey. When you buy one of those, it says jersey. So it counts Jerseys, any team merchandising with the name. So yes. Oh yeah, okay. Yes. So even bobbleheads would count. Steph Curry's number oh. one. Oh, uh, but yeah, that that's that's what it is. Can you rank the top nine teams then, as with, far as mark, uh, uh, the Warriors merchandise? Warriors are number three. <laughs> the, Lakers. the Lakers. The Lakers are number one. The 76ers. 76ers are not in the top nine. I'm sorry, they only got the top nine for whatever reason. The New York Knicks. The Knicks are number eight. Oh, um, 76 or number five. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It, I figured, the list they, I figured they had Joel and Max. Yes, no they were number five. Sorry, the South Bucks. Philadelphia. Bucks are number four. Oh, yeah, obviously. Chicago Bulls. Number six. What? It's just merchandise. Market. Like, oh, the market. Yeah. I mean, Jordan jerseys still yes, count as Bulls jerseys. Yeah. They do. Um, Did y'all say number two? The Spurs? Did we say the Spurs? The Spurs are number nine. Okay. Boston? And that's like almost exclusively Wimby. Motherfuckers is not pulling up with no Jeremy Sohan jersey. I'm sorry. But you, but yeah, you just said it all the time, so that means Tim Duncan. People are not new. pulling up in Tim Duncan jerseys. Think about when we was growing up. How many Tim Duncan jerseys you seen? For him to be the, for him to be the player he was, you didn't see a lot. Because we seen Kobe's. I seen more Ginobili. We seen than, Iversons. Yeah. We saw. I saw Steve Francis there? before I saw. Is Boston Tim up there? Boston's number two. Okay. Yes. You saw Ginobili's. You I've seen, seen no Ginobili's. How many do we have left? You could probably count in your hand saying. how many Ginobili's you've seen. <laughs> yeah. You probably know one person that has Ginobili's. I've seen Ginobili's. You were the same person that thought he had a rock. Right. Come on, man. I had I a KG a jersey. jersey. Huh? I had a Kevin Garnett jersey. Boston or Minnesota? Ginobili's is one that probably would have popped in this time because we have the internet. But you couldn't just walk in uh, a store and get a Ginobili jersey. Uh-oh. 
Uh, I don't know if y'all said Suns were seven, Knicks were eight, and number ten was Dallas Mavericks. I think those are the ones. I would Jones. not have guessed the Mavericks. Uh, hey, Luca and Kyrie. Luka Where's oh. Luca in the jersey? A fifth, you said. Uh, Luca was sitting at number six. Six. Uh, Lamelo Ball's thirteen. That makes sense to me. And our the best player in basketball, who we agree is Jokic. Where is he sitting? Twenty-two. Fourteenth. Fourteenth. Uh, right exactly. Fourteenth. Lamelo. <laughs> so uh, speaking of jerseys, let's, let's let's shift gears a little bit because the uh, the Clippers announced a rebrand earlier this week, where they're still going with the Clippers name, but they changed the logo to to make it feel like a na- naval ship, which I guess is what a Clipper is. Yeah. New jerseys, of course, they got the new arena opening at the beginning of the next season. How, how did y'all feel about the rebranding of the Clippers? Uh, I wasn't too against. That. I like the the logo is a little. It's okay. It's not. It's not. It doesn't wow me. It doesn't blow me away. But um. The main thing I, I was thinking about this, I, I didn't notice, but like the Clippers originally played in San Diego. Before. Mm-hmm. That's news to me. I didn't know that. I learned that recently. I would have loved to see them <laughs> move out of Los Angeles and go back to San Diego. The, you just love San Diego. No, no. I'm just saying because as long as they're in LA, I know they're going to be out of Staples Center or Crypto, whatever hey. you want to call it. They're still going to be looked at as like hey. the little brother of LA because hey. it's a Laker town. They should go get their own city. You? What? You know how much money they lose if they do that? <laughs> we no, we finna start. We you finna start doing some work. <laughs> what? You ain't never seen Bob McAdoo you, in the baby blue jerseys. You you be saying stuff that you need to do some more work. At least you, he was honest about it. No, 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 for sure. But like even when we did the shit and we was asking him, do he know who Clyde Frazier is or Dominique Wilker? Remember that at the last studio? Yeah. It ain't nothing. You're as a lot bad. better than you are. To, it's nothing as bad, but. No way you thought they played in Los Angeles, Ferry. You know the Lakers. The Lakers ain't always playing Los Angeles too, right? You know that, right? I forgot where they played at, but I know it wasn't always in LA. Is it Minneapolis? Yes. Yeah. You know the you know the Bulls played in Detroit first, right? No, they didn't. I'm just thinking. <laughs> <that shit. laughs> I was, I was, that was game so funny. He was like, oh, <laughs> where did they play? Oh, they just called the Chicago Stags then, and then they changed it. <laughs> you know the Bulls. You know the Bulls played in Iowa first, right? Just start making up shit. I like the I like the new jerseys. I mean the the logo's kind of whatever, but I like the jerseys a lot. San Diego should get a team though. You, let's invest in one. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, they were the Chicago Stag, then the Chicago Packers. <laughs> what? <laughs> no way we called ourselves the Packers. Yeah, uh, that's, that's Green Bay still in swag. Yeah, but I did just I never knew about the Clipper like that was a ship though. I, I swear I, God, I, I didn't know, know that. that. Now that I, I didn't know. know, I'm only talking knowing shit about basketball. All what it mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, it took me a long time as a kid. I didn't know what a spur was. Yeah, I probably was a teenager when I found out what a real spur was on the back of a, a cowboy boot. I don't. I ain't know. I was seven years old talking about let's go Kobe and knowing what a spur was. <laughs> what is a Sonic? And that's a little hedgehog thing that run fast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they should have anything to do with <laughs> the Sonic the game at all. But um, you know, I, I always like when teams rebrand and they go back. So I like when you try to get away. Every team goes through that when they had their little '90s brand and they try to push away from it to get a little bit more mature. But I like to go back. I like the original, like not the Super San Diego original, but I like the Los Angeles Clippers, 2000s Sean Livingston. With the big white, whatever that was, if, I don't know if that was a clipper because I don't know what a clipper is, and then boom, I wish they would have embraced that more and just made that the you dig. So I'm personally not mad at it. I just hate that every single logo ends up being just this circular thing 
of like you know what I'm saying? It's just all it always ends up a circle. All of the the great what are the greatest sports logos? Um I'll there's one answer. Yes, the Chicago Bulls is the greatest sports logo of all time. It oh. has pointy edges. Every single rebrand of new a new thing is circular. Here's our thing in the middle. Are mm-hmm. we a basketball team? Hell, throw a basketball in there somewhere and put the name around the the side. Have you seen a lot of all, people try to do like rebrands of a logo? The and Celtics kinda, logo is hard. And Celtics it kind of comes out as like an esports logo. Have you ever seen those? Mm. Where it's kind of like it's it's not gonna be a circular, but it's just it looks very generic. You know what I'm saying? I love the Celtics logo. I think the New York Yankees logo is iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that old Sixers logo with the ball flame. That's always one of my favorites. From the AI era? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a flame? Is that what that is? I thought it was like the ball on fire. Yeah. Oh, okay. I never really. Well, that's what I was or like. That's how I always interpreted, interpreted it. it. I remember when you drew it and we was like, is that the heat? <laughs> uh, the, I heat logo the, was, the heat logo was nice. I like the heat logo too. Yeah. Um, the best thing about the rebrand, though, it, they have the red jerseys. That red jersey is hard. Yeah. Like I, it was gonna be, it's gonna end up being one of the better jerseys in the league. The other ones are cool, but that red one, if I if I was a Kawhi Leonard fan, best believe I would have a jersey. But I just also mm-hmm. feel like their logo doesn't help the casual fan. It doesn't catch a casual fan's eye. Mm. You're not gonna really know what that is. It's gonna just, it looks kind of obscure and it's look kind of clunky. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot going on. You know that. who got the worst logo? <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Yeah, I, I used to, to like, like the old Toronto uh, logo with the dinosaur. Oh, yeah, the yeah. dinosaur, yeah, the raptor. I, you know I what I mean? Everybody creative. hated it back then. Really? I don't know why. That's nostalgia. Like yeah. in the time, like I, yeah, it's it hard to talk like about this recently. Corny. That everybody then. hated the big uh, Barney jerseys, the big uh, Raptors. Like it's too, uh, too out there. And now we look back on it and say, "Damn, them jerseys hard." You know what was raw? The Warriors old one. The, this one right here, where it was actually a warrior. Oh, yeah. Well, then they had the worst mascot oh, of all time. Yeah. It was just a dude dressed in a, a, a suit that looked like <laughs> that guy. Didn't do anything special. Just a guy. I wonder why would the NBA as teams go away from what people like? I feel like their logos aren't to cater fans. It's more so just what they want to do. I think it's you, – you're referring to what exactly? I feel like the logos have regressed instead of progressed. So I think that their goal when you're making a new logo is to try to be neutral. Right. Don't try to sway people too far one way. So like what I would say about these logos is that they're fine and fine is OK and fine is marketable. Well, if you go too far left where you got all these jagged edges, 50 percent of fans might love it. 50 percent of fans might hate it. And now that 50 percent of fans mm-hmm. that hate it ain't going to mess with it. But if we stay very neutral, well, I guess I guess I'll get me a Kawhi jersey. I mean, it ain't terrible. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like every brand plays it very, very safe with it. Nobody got better logos than MLB. Red Sox logo, sign me up. We should just have White Sox logo, sign me up. A lot more jerseys. I think soccer, soccer, and the White Sox are crazy. And also, think like something like the White Sox logo. You people who watch don't even watch baseball will wear White Sox merch. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't really see that with some of these. I NBA see people logos. who not. I've seen rappers from not even Chicago wear White Sox hats. Yeah. But also, it's just black. Baseball and hats are so synonymous. So it's easy to rock a baseball. Yeah, I don't hat, want. You know I, if, I'm not wearing shit if it ain't. A I'm baseball not wearing team. no Bulls hat. Nah, not at all. You know what I'm saying? I just, <laughs> yeah. It just don't fit. But also, I'm not just wearing a Bulls jersey either, because like I feel like basketball is jerseys, baseball is is hats. You know baseball jerseys go hard though. They do. They I do. Love, I, I love baseball. I like because at least they got the sleeves yeah. on us. So you can yeah. kind of play it yeah, as a you shirt. Wear you know what's above jersey. that though? 
Soccer, hockey jersey. I know oh, you're yeah, about hockey. to say hockey, hockey jersey. Jerseys. He go to one hockey game. But no, I've had, I've always had a, a yeah, hockey, hockey jersey. Yeah, hockey jerseys are raw. When they was winning the championship, I remember my dad came through with a Patrick Kane jersey, and I'm like, that shit actually hard. Yeah, they, 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 they have Kane jerseys for sale there. No, they didn't have any for sale. Um, but best you don't believe play, you a, don't play with it us. It was a million of them in the arena. We ain't rocking with dude like that. <laughs> it was a million of them in the arena. Um, but yeah, I love, I love, I love baseball. I, and I know they changed the name, but even like the Cleveland Indians. Like when that logo, I know they changed it or whatever, but that logo used to be hard to me. <laughs> I ain't trying to say it like that. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm just saying I, I just like how like they take their team and they the Orioles is an actual Oriole. Yeah. Sometimes the NBA team. Oh, they make an embodiment of whatever the logo yeah. is. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, the Indians stuff, that's why we moved past it. But like I think even that coming with a name, like the Braves, they got like the little whatever that is. The Tomahawk. Is that what that they is? They do a tomahawk chop. Yeah, it's like that makes sense. The Blue Jays, even in the old fashioned one, it's just a Blue Jay. It's a Blue Jay face this way with the Jays. It's just yeah. like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. For, but like if we do NBA logos, NBA logos are just people that say like <laughs> graphic design is my passion. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of them. I just think they do too much. I think simplicity is key with some of these logos. But no, like, I think that's the problem. All of them are they're so too damn simple. simple. They're too simple. They're too simple. Like, like, like the, ro- the, the Rockets should not have a basic logo. That, yeah. is, the, that is the best yes, name they, they to ever have. They Houston that. Rockets. That, that, when they put that's dude why, yes, in the bro, middle, the, yes, that the astronaut was the logo, hard, bro. The astronaut was like, like that's Green. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm mad they, because we was playing, the, uh, they were playing the Lakers. I'm like, I'm mad they busting our ass on this raw ass <laughs> court. That shit you should a Travis be. Scott fan? Uh, okay. Yeah, right. that shit should be the logo. They, they just got this rock, this rocket with art, the right? ring around it. Yeah, that shit weak. The Hawks. Could be a lot. The Hawks' best shit is when they had the, the, the Hawks spread. Yes, yes, come, yes, on, come on. What are they doing? Everything is a circle and it's a side profile or whatever it is supposed Everything to be. Everything is regressed. There's no progression. The, with the Big logo. Hulk was so hard. Come yes, on. Bro. Let's talk about it. So hard. I remember when the Detroit Pistons had the teal. That sh- now that's that's uh, that's nostalgia because when I was younger, that shit was ugly. <laughs> that was so ugly to me when Grant Hill was out there with the brown tee. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's brown. That's like a dark red, not even maroon. That shit was ugly. But when I look back on it, I'm like, that shit kind of hey, But guess what they had to do? They brought them over his back. They had to. No, no, no. I mean, the new logo had to be a circle. Had to have, oh, a, bas- circle had to have a basketball mm-hmm. in it. Ooh. So people know this is a basketball team. It can't be anything else. We have to let the world know that we play basketball with the Pistons. How did y'all? Feel, how do y'all feel about the Grizzlies? The new one versus the old one. Oh, the old, the old one. Is, it's, yeah. it's thirty yeah. times. It's yeah, thirty one, times. It's thirty mm-hmm. times. Hey, but I also don't mind the new one either, though. Yeah, but you know just, we got to give a little bit of credit too for like trying some out there stuff. The Heat for when they came out, like they had those bubblegum like jerseys. Oh, then they also got the, the Miami Vice stuff. They got those jerseys. White on white, white fire, white flame. No, I'm talking about the Heat coach. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They at least tried something. They don't get no credit for that. They at least tried something. Real shit. So I don't mind. Real shit. What? That Detroit Pistons shit is terrible. I'm looking at the teal ones? No, the circle one. Versus actual having a piston. A piston is something. The only team that don't really need something because it's like, like, what's what's a Nick? A Knickerbocker? What is that? Oh, Isn't no. it a pair of like underwear pants or something? Yeah, just just keep the basic Knicks logo. The <laughs> just have a grown. It's a mask. Pa- got a grown man and a pair of knickerbockers. What's a no pacer? What's a pacer? A runner. Something to do with uh. Isn't something with running? And, yeah, and, and yeah. I, just keep the P. You know? uh, 
Because it's India 500 beyond. Yeah, you know? something it's like something that. About yeah. racing. I remember Magic, I was reading The something. Magic had the actual mm-hmm. Dawn thing with the Magic. Now they just got the ball with like the little I, again. The little I don't, I don't mind the magic one though. I go back to the magic. Go back to the magic. And oh, Knickerbocker is a New Yorker. They saying. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so I, just, a guy's like, hey, I'm into <laughs> I'm into things where I'm I'm into things where you know you symbolize what you are. The hawk being in the middle. Um, the problem is, is everybody. Uh, there's not enough animals in the league. But like you don't have you to be animals. No, the jazz, having a jazz Nick, right? was dope. So we just got to add some new animals. Just add new animals. The Cavaliers with the the cow with the knife going through it. The Hell no. Axolotls. Nah. No, Come no, on. That is. You, you, the, you the animal you don't? guy. What's the axolotl? No, 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 no. I think you're saying it wrong. Axolotl. Axolotl. Oh, I thought it was axolotl. No, 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 no. Oh. You don't know what that? Look it up. I don't know what that shit is then either. What? Well, I thought for sure for you being an animal yeah, guy, he would not. I don't, he would, I don't think I've ever heard. How do you spell he that? Made, oh, he made us. It's somewhat, it started with an X. I, I know. Take, that's I take that. <laughs> don't ask nothing else. Bro, I saw, I saw axolotls at the store the other day. Um, at the store? At the, yes. Like, at the were we st- at the pet store? Yes. Oh. <laughs> what were you looking for? <laughs> I, you know, just daddy. Oh, just, day. Okay. What other store he was going to be at? I don't know. Walgreens got axolotls. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a Gulf Galaxy. and I saw. I got a picture. Don't worry. You ain't got to Google it. Let me find the picture of the axolotls. But... But yeah, bro. I mean, is it like a dog? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a dog. No, it's a fish. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a. Okay, we get, we gonna move past it. It's an animal that lives in the water. Oh, I don't even know if I can call it a fish. So though. it's probably an amphibian. Yep. Uh, let's say yes. Biology guy, right there. Uh, but I'm actually so surprised with you being the animal hey. guy, animal expert. Hey, what's up? You need to do some work. Who me? Yeah, you need to get in your animal stuff. He the one that said he don't know what the axolotl is. I've never even heard of it. But he, but you just said it was a what? Amphibian. And you said, uh-huh. I, I said, I don't know. I don't know what the hell it <laughs> you is. You don't know what an amphibian is? Yeah, no, I know what an amphibian you need, is. No, you need to do some work. I'm trying to see if the an axolotl fixed The same way I said that them. about you with the Lakers or whoever we said about Luckily, my job is not to know what the hell an axolotl is. <laughs> Growing up, I had a number of books about animals. And somehow mixed axolotl. Maybe they knew. Maybe they just popped That's up on the scene. That was the books that Terrence his family was dropping off to y'all. Exactly. <laughs> While Derek looks up oh, axolotl. You seen like him? A, yeah, yeah. Okay. That is an amphibian. All right. There we go. Uh, we're going to have to hear uh, our first break. Uh, hear a word from our sponsor. Why should you bet with Caesars Sportsbook? Two words. Caesars Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the type of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. 21 and over must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah and other states where prohibited. No way to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or in Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call one 877 
1-800-770-STOP. License through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans, Massachusetts. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. The next thing we kind of want to talk about is the NBA. March, man. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Not yet. I know we just started March, but not yet. The NBA competition committee is looking to balance the rules to make the game uh, to, to change some rules to make the game more balanced, a little bit too much offense, not enough defense. How we feeling, boys? Good idea, I, bad I, idea. And if if there are some rules you want to see change, let me know. I this I saved drop the mic just for this moment because it had to deal with the rule changes. And if they do, when I seen this, I seen people comment, "There's going to be no more defensive three seconds." Like that was sorry. What you? Was my, that was my tweet. Oh. It got like it a, like fifty k. But anyways, I seen people talking about the defensive three seconds and all that, and I don't know. I just got turned off by that. Like I, did I don't. Too. I just don't want to see that. First of all, I could be wrong because like I'm not out there playing, but like I don't see people just get defensive three seconds because they just want to stand in the paint. Well, it's because people know the rules. Yeah. I mean, even that, but like Everybody when you see taps. people like when you see people do it, usually it's because they're they're loading up on the side and they're already all like. I just can't imagine it's just like I'm just gonna stand in the like Rudy Gobert just gonna stand underneath the basket all game. Well, the reality that, is that they probably wouldn't in, like yeah. te- teams are not just gonna do that right, right. unless you're really running to like a two three zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Rudy Gobert, if he's going to get, like, give me a team that has a non shooter as a starter. Um, the Cavs. Josh Giddy. This is, yeah, Josh, Josh Giddy. Giddy. So yeah. they're going against OKC in the in the playoffs. They're not actually gonna bunker Rudy Gobert under the basket twenty four seven. But the idea behind it, and I don't believe that they should take three seconds out. I was kind of trolling because I was sitting on this set, set when I tweeted that. Um, they wouldn't actually have him bunker down below, but the idea is to protect the paint a little bit more and cause more fluidity in what offenses can do or, or change some of the fluidity with the offenses. I think what makes more sense, if, we're gonna, if that is the rule we're adjusting, I'm not saying they should, it's just extend it. Instead of it three seconds, it's four seconds or five seconds. I don't that mind gives that. I don't mind more that. time to protect that paint. And with a 24-second shot clock, if we can get in the paint for 4.9 seconds, that changes our whole defensive scheme dramatically. Hey, I, I think, think if, if you give it one more second, if it's four seconds. Yes, a lot of a lot of that is changed. But I feel like if you are going to increase the time, you got to be more strict with it. 
Like, if you're going to give them five seconds now, you actually have to give it five seconds. Because now you don't really see the call. I know guys are in a pain longer than three seconds. Yeah, 100%. Realistically. So if you're going to get them five, now we re- we really going we gonna to really be calling it because we're giving you all a little bit more of a loose leash. Where they, where they do call it is when there's no effort to change. Yes. Right? So if a person is really just sitting flat-footed like in the paint. Like he just lost, like he lost track of time. Then just, yes, they'll yeah. call it. But as long as you're looking like you're making an effort to get out, they yeah. don't really count. Like, oh, wait, his toe didn't actually get out of the box. So, like, I – so the, the NBA is the only professional basketball league that has no – uh, three seconds in the paint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go overseas. I mean, you go to college. You go mm-hmm. every other place. Three seconds in the paint is not – defensive three seconds is not a thing. Um, and yeah. offenses flow a lot differently in every single other league. And you can go to other leagues. Yeah, you could hit the ball off the rim. Yeah. That was the only thing that came to mind if they did elongate it or just say, like, we'll get rid of it. It's just teams might go more zone. That was my only thing. It's just but like, I don't think so because shooting is so elite yeah. at this point. They go in a zone only you, makes sense in spurts. Yeah, you'll get yeah. shot out of it if you try. I also feel like I was saying like it's gonna be super hard if you're not no big man and you can't shoot to play on that court because mm-hmm. they're just probably gonna park him in the lane and say beat us from outside. Hey, play. We we see archetypes get obsolete all the time. Yeah. The Kenneth Reed build is gone. But that's why I think the Andre Drummond build is them. almost gone. It's just him left. Like everybody else, if you, you cannot shoot in 2024, you, you cannot good, play. Though. Yeah, he's still good. <laughs> but uh, I, I would like to just see like the hand checking and physicality back. Allow allow more um, allow the defense to be a little bit more physical. But with you know, the, what? I the think they players. I think they do do that. That's it, and that's all, D Mills. But I, I, feel, I, I don't all, think the defenders get a lot. all this other shit. I don't want to. The see hand checking thing kind of turned me. I I would rather see the hand checked than the defensive three seconds being gone. But even then, it's just like I felt like now you're just giving advantage to everybody who's just the strongest or like whoever could just like. It is whoever the most physical is. Right now, hand-checking is, is, is a thing that is allowed in the NBA, but only for a certain group of people. If you have the reputation of a great defender, watch Drew Holiday last night. Yeah. He's hand-checking. Pat Bev does it, too. Exactly. Like, if you have the reputation, the referees swallow the whistle there, but it's not universal. Yeah. Like, if you get a player that's not really known for his defense, he gets a little bit of handsy, oh, that's a foul. If 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 you're guarding one of the two to three best players in basketball, a lot of times you're gonna get the you know get a foul against you. But if you are Drew Holiday, you're the Derek White, you're the Herb Jones. You're Caruso the does it a lot. Alex, too. Caru- Alex Caruso, he can't keep his hands to himself. He averaged two fouls a game. I watch every Bulls game. He should have five fouls, but he gets away with it because of his reputation. But I think that's what makes him a good defender. I don't. I, I want my my defender to be handsy. And that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Just allow it so everybody can be it. Yeah. Because that would change the game. Or just call it the way you call it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We see free throw percentages, free throw attempts go down in the playoffs. Yeah, they definitely allow more physicality. Just allow. Just, I feel, just I've seen it the other way, way too, where it'd be like a really good offensive player, and they call it like the the superstar calls, but it's just like they airball or they miss a shot so bad, it's just the refs like they had to get fouled on that. Like I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. That happened last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Clippers versus Wizards. I think it was Kyle Kuzma. It was a. Uh, Kawhi Leonard on the left block, he did a turnaround jump shot. I, or it might have been Denny It's one of the one of the bigs or one of the wings. They called a foul and they showed the replay. This man didn't even put his hand up. Kawhi <laughs> Leonard did not get touched, but he got he missed a shot so damn bad mm-hmm. that the referee's like, ah, that's not Kawhi Leonard. That's, yeah. a, that's a foul. <laughs> that's a foul. Uh, I I don't know. I saw some people suggesting that we move three point co- corner three pointers. I think that's, that's too far. No, that's the way. Um, I, I do not want to watch the NBA court like cut like that. I They're, think it'll be interesting to see a small experiment. Don't bring it to the NBA, but I want to see how teams. The minute that they way. gotta start touching the court, 
No, they don't might touch lo- the They point. might lose me. Mm-hmm. Especially when you they take away the corner me. three. The corner three is one of the most efficient shots in basketball. That's why they want to get rid of it. Why get rid of it? They might lose the, me. The idea is that the, this offense is too powerful because you can have a P.J. Tucker, a Josh Green, a so on and so forth, just stand there for 48 minutes and get wide open looks that count for three. Garner? But the, the the distance between the corner three-point shot, and the, and I'm not saying I agree, this is just the argument. Yeah. The, um, the distance between the three-point line in the corner and the actual rim is basically a mid-range jump shot. So it's like th- there's – because of the way it arcs, it's a long two There's no excuse for their team to not be able to make them. Get you a play and put them in that corner. Yeah. That's worse than the, uh, taking out the defensive three seconds. Yeah. That's just stupidity. Don't tell you, when they start touching the court, we're going to have a real problem. Because then it's like, that just eliminates space on the court. Mm-hmm. Does it? Yes. I think you just have to be more intricate with what you run. I think that eliminates space, too. Yeah, you're literally, literally taking you're out, literally literally taking out the corners. corners. Mm-hmm. You can still sit in the corner if you want to. It's still a, two, it's still a bucket. P.J. Tucker that shit would still hit the, the shot. The, the, the shit that I've seen was out of bounds. Yeah, well, no, he been. can still sit. No, there's <laughs> just no corner three point shot. Yeah. But the, the court did not change. The di- the di- dimensions of the court is still the same. So if you want to spread offense, you can. But that shot you kicked out to PJ Tucker counts as two, two instead of three. Oh, the spacing yeah, is exactly the same. Well, while we doing nasty. that, we might as well put a four point line back there too. Like yeah, that's five, a like hey, you just add. Let's stuff. just ruin the game. Let's just let's just. I don't want to see that. Let's just. I, 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 I agree too, but I'm playing devil's advocate right now. I think the hand checking thing. Something that can go into that is just sometimes it's no just, out of bounds. It just feels like defenses <laughs> can't guard without fouling. Right. Hockey substitutions. It's sometimes defense can't guard without fouling, and that's predicated to the offensive player. But sometimes it just feels like they can't touch them. You know? Forget it. You can't. Ain't no such thing as a turnover. What if you get a flavoring foul and now you go to the penalty box? That's what I introduced. Four and three. Like, you did say I, that. I we was roasting like, your ass. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a month or two ago. but it's yeah, funny. Yeah. Because yeah. Draymond finna be, bro, Warriors finna be playing four on five what half the game. Dr- Draymond is very calm now. Don't come in here trying to touch calm. our game up, man, with that weak ass shit. Oh, what is, the, what is the last thing I was thinking about? And also, yeah, I, I would like to see changes because, like, I don't want to see games go up to 140. I like competitive close games, and I feel like adding the defensive stuff, it could definitely. You got to let the people, yeah, you got to let people I think that's so team-oriented, though. Like, if you're watching, who was it, the Heat's Nuggets game. That was a low scoring. It was a good yeah. game, but it was like 104 or like whatever it was. That's also because like, both of those teams are kind of slow. Majority yeah, of teams, yeah. I think though, it's just team oriented at that point. Like but majority s- of teams are fast. Mm-hmm. So I think that the best thing we can do is, is so the so Adam Silver and company will do everything in their power, except for talk about the main problem with all of this, which is the way we call the game. Yep. If if you called the game with the exact same thing as the playoffs. All of the stuff we talk about balancing offense versus defense is gone. If we call it, you remember, we, we watch our American players go play overseas for FIBA ball, and they personally have to adjust to not foul bait and all yes. these other things because they overseas, don't call it. they don't, it's not a foul. That flopping stuff does not work in overseas If we basketball. officiate the same exact way, we will see lower scores, which is what they're going for, and more competitive basketball. But instead of talking about how our referees have sold like 10 games this season, and then the NBA just told the Knicks, no, nah, fuck that game that y'all uh, we gave away because he didn't actually foul Aaron Holiday. Instead of addressing the main problem, which is the, the fact that the, the way our game has been called, that is the reason why we have these numbers. The fact that it got, and I'm not, this is not no personal shot, but the fact that Joel Embiid can go to the paint and get a foul anytime he wants to is kind of a problem. And it's because Joel Embiid, Shea Gilles Alexander, LeBron James, James all of these guys have outgained the system in the, the 
officiating has not caught up to that. They have not evolved while the players themselves have evolved to the point to know if I rip my hands this way, you can't help but to call it a foul. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to the, the rule book and say, ah, that rip through is no longer a foul, we like, oh, well, let's um, let's change this and let's change just the I, officiating is the yeah. problem. Another one, too, is I always see, I think, I always see Trey Young do it, is it's like you're going to the paint and you Kiss go for that little floor. It's just yep. that little bump into yeah. it. It's just like that should not be a foul, bro. Mm-hmm. It well, really shouldn't. I hate. I like to see it. When like my team is doing it, but I hate it when it oh, happens. Okay. You know, Wait, which one team? of your teams? So any of them. But like <laughs> you part of the problem. Are you a sports? So, no, no, no. I, y'all don't even know what I'm about to say. Okay. But you still. Anytime you start off saying I don't mind when my team, it's cool. I'm super biased, it's cool when they do it. It's, it's a problem when I do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> anytime that's your mindset. When the guard's coming off the screen and he just stops on the other side and he just shoots the three. Oh boy, that, I thought you were finna say exactly. <laughs> and like the defender just runs right into him and they call a foul. It it is, I don't know how I feel about it. Sometimes I like it, like when when my, when your know, favorite player does it. When, but Dame, like, when say Damian Lillard, because that's who you're talking about right now. Because when he Dame does it, does it I'm exactly. like, okay, good, good. Bro, move. you are glazed right <laughs> when Dame does it. It's but, okay, but if somebody does it, like when Pete when when P's out there, change it's fine. Anybody else? No, this is crazy. Like, bro, what are you saying? No, or like certain players. Certain players do. They can get you're away with that. Yeah. James Harden does it sometimes hey, too, and I'm just you're, like, you're doing this silly ass smile when you say when other players do it. They let us know it's really dang. No, <laughs> you have this smile with let me. Trey know. Young does it too a lot. Steph Curry. You know what used to piss me off though? What? You remember when Chris Paul coming up court and he feels somebody on his back? So oh, he's oh yeah. My they had to change that to offenses, bro. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's the yeah. offensive Instead foul. Of just no. putting a body in jail, you just uh, you just bumping uh, them, yeah. trying to get a foul. Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, there's a lot of things we can change. And let's about actually the game. let's actually start rewarding flopping. I you, think people uh, there's so many people be like, man, he's a flop. He's a flop. I think everybody in the league is a flopper because you have to you can sell a call. There's no reason the, the person and I'm the person that is not a flopper is Zion Williamson. Oh yeah, he's he just average. Like a, he's top ten in drives per game, but averages like three free throws per game. So his coaches are probably telling him he needs to sell shit. He needs to sell more, and that's, that's why, why I'm starting that's to say bad. That's bad. But that's, that's and bad. that's why I try to tell fans, y'all trying to steady call people floppers. Majority of the league is floppers. You go into the barbershop, man. LeBron James is a crybaby. The culture of basketball is to cry, whine, mm-hmm. flop, and do everything to get a call. I'm you sorry, Zion is at seven free throws per game. Sorry. That that's that's, that's the culture bad. of the game. He can get up is. to ten though. It could be a lot higher. He could be up at he could he could get to ten. Yeah. Because the reason it's so hard to officiate that with Joe Will, it's just sometimes it ain't nothing the other player can do, bro. They are foul, they are fouling him. Right. But then but sometimes a, he definitely exaggerates. Yeah. Him. That's what that's yeah. what that's the whole thing with Joel Embiid is just he can dominate and there's nothing other players could do. But he will still flop on. For top me, of it's that. all about g- being genuine. Yeah. If you're, there's a lot of players, Joel Embiid, Trey Young. I've seen James Harden do it. That they're not taking a real shot. Yes. That their goal is not to score the basketball. Yes. It's, it's to, get, to a foul. get fouled. If that, if you're, if that, if that shot, who just did it, bro? I just seen somebody take a three because they thought they was gonna get fouled. You talking about uh, this uh, Jokic on the full court? No. That was a little no, different, no, no. but I. I just seen a player. Maybe it was a maybe it was a college game too. I don't know. But I was watching something and I seen a player 
think that they were going to get fouled. So they just did some dumb shit, and they didn't get fouled, and then they looked stupid. Yeah. So it's like that right there, great job, referee. Because we saw Draymond Green do that like a couple You know who years I see ago, that do a lot? And it cost him a I'll game. I'll be seeing like Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole do it because they try to get them the superstar <gasps> call. But Maybe are, it was Jordan Poole. They are. They, they not <laughs> getting that call. Maybe it was Jordan Poole who just did that shit, and he thought he was going to get fouled, yeah. and, then, and it was a no call, and then you just look you silly. You look goofy. Same yeah. thing with Joel Embiid, Trey Young, Chris Paul. If you want to stop on a dime and do all that silly shit, just for us to call a charge, yeah, I bet you don't do it no more. I feel, I feel the same way when it's like <laughs> a player is going to the cup. This is a dumbass shot. The rip That's stupid. Shot, yeah. That is a dumbass yeah. shot. If I'm not calling a foul, hey. you're going to look silly. He be making that joint. Too. He do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes he, do. he does. Yeah. He be making it's somebody joke. else. That make, DeMar DeRozan makes him too. Oh, DeMar DeRozan's DeMar DeRozan whistle is crazy. He's really good at drawing contact. He knows how to he do knows, it. You he, could tell DeMar DeRozan practice that because yeah. he gets a lot of and ones off of that. Kawhi is one of those dudes that he don't flop, but when he is fouled, he goes, hey. <laughs> like, That's damn near perfect, too. That's crazy. Like, he don't complain a lot, but when he does get fouled and he don't hear the whistle, then hey. It gets, it, and the ref is like, oh, shit. Whistle. whistle. And I'm just like, they, and then you look at the replay, you're like, he did foul. He's, Kawhi isn't a guy that complains a lot, so when you do hear him complain, you're probably like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I missed that. Let me call it. That's Bro, when crazy. people be driving to the lane and they get like their stuff blocked or it's just a bad shot at the rim and they fall too, I feel like you got to get up slow and complain to the ref because you just don't want to look like you just took a bad shot. So you got to act like something went wrong. It's the culture of basketball, man. I'm watching every, I'm watching almost every level of basketball on a, a daily basis, on a weekly basis. I'm watching NBA. I'm watching college. EJ and I'm in the playoffs. So I'm watching high school basketball. When a, per, when a player do some shit that's bogus, they're going to act like it was something to do with like a call. A kid <laughs> shoot from the corner and he hit nothing at the rim. It's like, like damn, he hit my hand. Same thing in NBA. So like you said, somebody do some dumb shit and they fall, they're gonna stop and be like, <laughs> because they don't want to deal with the fact you just did yeah. some nut shit. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just look it's you the out way there, of coping. You you acting like a damn fool. You know what's my least favorite thing about all of this? Yes. Oh, bro, I bro, hate this. last night. I hate this. The Kings used their their um, challenge early. <laughs> mm. Lost it. I hate that. That's too. the worst one. I so hate that so too. they have no challenge, Sabonis. But in the fourth quarter, he did this three different times to his bench. But they have no challenge. They yeah. already used it. I'm like, bro, just it's sit such back. A, it's, it's a defense a, mechanism yes. now. Yeah. And I hate using my challenge early. I know mm-hmm. sometimes you got to defend your stars or whatever, but like. Yeah, if you get 2,000 in the yeah, first yeah. quarter, I'll use it then. But then using your challenge in the first quarter, it's just so Especially weird. when it's on a possession. I know every possession matters, but it's, it's like on the, something that's so igni- like yes, insignificant. Yeah. That you could just <laughs> Wait, move, say that again? It's <laughs> insignificant. Okay. Yeah. It's just you can but just it, move on. Like We can move on real, to the bro. next play. For real. It's, it's, it's I'm really supposed to be doing that this episode when I say something that's a like defense, exaggerated. A defense, right. A defense mechanism, bro. It's, just, it's terrible. And like you said, to me it's like the boy who cried wolf. If I'm a coach... And KB like, I didn't travel. I didn't travel. The next time I'm not, I'm I'm telling the coaches that hey, when he do this, we ain't even paying him his ass no attention. <laughs> Y'all know who who's the king of this? Jokic. Jokic does it, but Mike Malone is gonna call the challenge. Mm. He's gonna call the he challenge. He trusts his guy because he trusts Jokic that much. The and king of this that. is a lot of people. I see yeah. Devin Booker do it. Uh, Jokic. I mean, every game somebody calls a call, I'm seeing it. I don't, that, yeah, that's a good one. Who the king of that? I'm, I'm about that. to see if I can find some stats. How long would a game be if everybody calls? called their own calls? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't get past the first. <laughs> Wait, say it again? A game where everybody can call their own calls. Oh, man. Yeah, it's GG's, bro. That's GG's. Who's we, taking the most free throws? I'm not watching it, bro. 
Who, what, what's the player that will call the foul most? LeBron. LeBron. Easily. Yeah. And that's that's my guy, but Brian calling him. Yeah. yeah and he's going to get him. Like, they're not going to argue with him either. He's just going to say You don't think they're going to argue with Brian? No. I think he okay. just has too much respect. He's like the OG of the locker room. Let it be some young bucks. Let it be like Desmond Bain, though. <laughs> they not giving him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's on true. foul calls. They don't want to box Desmond Bain, though. 52% of. They ain't got Steven Adams no more. Of challenges are overturned. 52% on fouls, 75% on out-of-bounds plays, and 68% on basket interference or whatever. So you said 70-some percent of um, out-of-bounds plays are overturned? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty good for um, teams, at least. First quarter. First quarter is 66% of the time. If you challenge something in the first quarter, you win that challenge. Mm-hmm. Do you like those odds, or do you want to just save it to the fourth quarter? I would still save it, depending on what the situation is. I'm saving is. it, too. Yeah. Because, like... I just I, feel like it's crunch time is like that time you really need it. I don't need it in the first five minutes of the game. Unless, like, yeah, Steph Curry got two fouls. Yeah, that's the only time I would think about yeah. using it. But even then, it's just like, do you still waste it if you know, like, that's a foul right there? You and know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If he got two fouls that he committed, I'm not yeah, wasting it. there's not even time yeah, yeah, to waste Because he got two fouls. And also, I'm, a lot of teams, they put pressure on the ref to get a to foul they super side out. A lot of times, you know the refs aren't going to really foul out Steph Curry and LeBron. Because they know who, who who's the draw to the nationally televised games. Uh, they'll eject them sometime, though. Well, yeah, they got to do something actually really crazy. <laughs> Jokic just called somebody an F word, and Jokic was out. Well, yeah. Jokic, <laughs> Jokic sometimes just has a short temper some games. I don't know. Sometimes he's very just out there just another day at work. But then other days, Jokic is a – He could definitely throw one. Yeah. <laughs> you right, saw so- him do it with the campaign. And the Morris brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, that is I mean, that's because they pissed him off. I don't know what it takes to make Jokic mad, but if you do, you, you, you might get slapped. That's a you big might get dude, dope. bro. That's like a whiplash. heavy dude. Yeah. And was it Markeith? It was Markeith, right? Yeah. Markeith was out yep. for a very long time. Yeah, he's just be crying a lot. They said, watch your back, Jokic. It's been four years, but still, we're going to catch you. Oh, yeah. Don't get caught lacking. His brother's got his back all the time. Those some big-ass brothers, some, too. Yeah, they don't play. All right, so we're going to play NBA Panic Meter, all right? I'm going to give y'all some teams or a player, and y'all so tell his me. his brothers, so if Jokic pushed me, you like, nah, his brother's big. He's going to be like, Pete, what you no. do to them? Don't be messing with those people. <laughs> <laughs> nah, y'all I tell me. On a scale of 1 through 10, how much should this team, this fan base, whatever, should be panicking, okay? Starting off, it's kind of spicy. I want to hear what y'all are thinking. The L.A. Clippers just found out yesterday that Russell Westbrook broke his hand. Four to six weeks was the timetable last time he broke his hand. Who really knows? I guess we're going to find out. But they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and their record versus the top four seeds is, uh, let's say, not great. Less than, less than ideal. They've had Paul George out with a knickknack injury for some time. Yep. Zubach has been out. What's your panic meter for the LA Clippers as the season progresses and they start to get more and more banged up? Uh, probably like a five, but like realistically, I think this is a team that wants to be poised for the playoffs and they want to be ready for the playoffs. I think as long as you got your guys healthy and ready for that postseason, I think they'll be fine because you do have Kawhi and PG. Even if that means that you don't end up with one of the top I think top they, seats, they're fine at four. That, which is where they at right now. Yes, yeah. I think they're fine being, and I think as long as they have some of their guys, they're deep enough to where they could compete and stay at that four spot. I'm gonna do five too, but for a different reason. I'm doing five because 
they had a really strong first half of the of the season as far as injuries go, and now to start to kind of see him, it, just me being a Paul George fan who supported the Clippers, it, it, I can't lie, it kind of it's like a PTSD. You know what I mean? It's the second half. This is a strong push. If in a perfect world, Derek, yeah, all of this happened now, and so in the playoffs come, everybody fresh and healthy. But when they start to pile up, you have to kind of bat an eye at it because it's the Clippers. If this was any other team, then I would kind of agree with you with like, you know, but this is the Clippers. This is what happens. So a knickknack turns into something that we think is a knickknack, and then a series comes, and the next thing you know, Kawhi is like, oh, yeah, I'm done the rest of the season. That, mm-hmm. I still remember that like it was yesterday because when it happened, I did not. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it just came out. And of nowhere. I don't want that to happen with Paul George. We call him the knickknack now, but then we get to the the series or the playoffs, and then that knickknack end up being a big deal that we did not know about. And now he only plays two games in the series, and we having that same conversation of, man, if they had the full squad. This team was going to be deep. Remember that run they had in December? <laughs> like, nah, they need to be healthy and ready to play. So I am a little concerned, but I'm not going. I'm not going to turn a panic meter up too much because at this point of the season, anyway, it's nothing they can really do. This is their yeah. team. They're not making no moves. We just got to kind of hope that they're healthy. And because these are knickknacks, I'm gonna take it as that. But I'm at, I'm halfway there because again, PTSD reminds me that last year I thought Kawhi was good and he just couldn't play no more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go like a, I'm gonna go like a four. I would say I'm around where where y'all at. Um, they just, I I feel like they've been they've been better this year for the most part in terms of like just being healthy and that's got them to where they at. So they know how good they can be. Can be one of the top teams in the West. So I'm not worrying too much because I know Russell's. He could come back from a broken hand. He can come back from that. Uh, what was it? Paul George's? Was it like a? Um, was it a knee? I couldn't tell you. I can look real quick. I got you. Paul George should be able to come back this season. Kawhi, I feel like he's been battling it, but he he can get through it. And James Harden has been like – your Ironmans are James Harden and Russell Westbrook. In terms of the team that's kind of been falling off with injuries, those are your two guys. As long as you got those two in one, either Kawhi or PG, I still like my knee chance for at least for a George. series. You know, at least A-series for somebody to come back. But that's not their goal, though. Exactly. Their goal is not A-series. It's the Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah. They pass a series. They not, if they, if they, they win one series, they not it's a have, every year. They're not going to have everybody on that roster for a whole playoff run. Oh, then oh, it's just so. it just is what it is. If that's your mindset, then you, you got to think it should, should be nine. Yeah, you should yeah. be nine. Because yeah. if they're, they're missing one of their no top, top seven players. crazy? It's gonna be kind of rough. You think yeah. they trying to win a playoff series? No, I'm talking about to hold them down. If they, if it's the first round and they have somebody out and they's like we we just need to get by until whoever can come, Kawhi or PG can. I think they could win with so just right three now out they of would have to you, go against you, the Suns in a seven. You game. said that and then said you're that's not gonna just have my, a whole. That's not what's gonna happen. That's just how I feel about it because they just haven't been able to do it since. If they missing one of their guys, they're probably a first round exit. If they going against a, a and, healthy, and who do you count as their guys? You just talking about the top two. Or you talk about people deeper than uh, no James three, Harden, three. James Harden too. Yeah, James Harden will be included in there okay. as well. Um, so yeah, if they missing one of those three, I think it's GGs in that first round. Especially uh, a healthy Clippers. I can't team. say that. I think they got enough for a first round. Yeah, I, mean, I can't say that. Team. I can't say that. KD, D book, but we don't. All the Suns healthy. Uh, yeah, what the hell? How you say that about the Suns? But then Barely Bill played with three games. And shit. No, I'm just saying if they are, I'm speaking hypothetically. If they are fully, <laughs> yeah, I'll be forgetting Barely Bill on the Suns. That's then, how much he ain't. If we're gonna live in hypothetical, for real, I'm if we're gonna live back enough of what he said. But if, I'm just saying, I don't. I'm saying he's, he's included. What he said is included. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm listening. Like what the fuck? But I'm saying if we go in hypotheticals, 
I'm hypo- the Clippers are hypothetically healthy then. Okay, then I'm going Clippers. I just the Clippers Suns? The only th- it's yeah. kind of like the Pacers Knicks conversation where if we're saying guys are going to get better, it's not that I'm saying Tyrese Halliburton won't get better. I'm just saying it's not guaranteed. So you, we can't make it a perfect situation for the Suns and then make it the, the worst situation for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. That's my whole point with the Pacers-Knicks debate. Don't make it the worst situation. The Knicks just the worst situation, but then the Pacers is just green. It's just fucking heaven over there. The mm-hmm. Angels is dancing and playing harmonicas, and then with the harmonicas. Knicks, it's just, it's just right. the angle, the angel. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what, what instruments? Oh, harps. They be playing harps, like harps and stuff. Yeah. Uh, according That's to what I meant to say. <laughs> you said a harmonica. Because, uh, like, an angel, like the, the, the ribs or something was like a, the body was made of like yeah. a harp. I don't know why it's a harmonica. But uh, that's how he tried to do my Knicks. Playoffstatus.com have the Clippers holding their four seed down. This is just based on probability and odds of every yeah. single game. Right now, tied to take the fifth seed, it's not the Suns in this hypothetical. It will be the Pelicans or the Kings. Of course, we don't know exactly what's going to go on, but these are just the odds as of right now. My question, because I just remember, it, was, it, it wasn't to say that the t- both teams are healthy. My question to you, I said all that to say, the s- Clippers are missing one of those guys. Say it's Paul George, he's been dealing yeah. with the neat thing. But my thing was, Brad Beal is out too, just because we're, we're yeah. projecting how things have been. Who are you taking then? No Brad Beal, no Paul George, so it's James Harden, okay. Kawhi. Book and uh, Katie. Oh, so if Bradley Beal's out there. I'm probably go, still gonna go Clippers. Still go, but, uh, yeah, Paul, uh, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook is. Oh, he's back, but he's not. He he just. Well, got if back. he's been playing like he played the last month, then keep his ass at home. <laughs> I'll still take them. Okay. Yeah. In that in that case, if he was asking me, I'd probably go. I might lean towards the Suns a little bit because, like I said, they haven't. They played with. Bradley Beal, what, less than 10 games maybe this year? So you said they used to it? They already used to it. And also, like, I feel like they've already kind of put their team together with KDMD Book and Bradley. Like, they're already there. Like like you said, they're already used to it. Clippers, I don't know. You gotta, you're got you leaning more on James Harden now in the playoffs. I, I'm taking I the Clippers if, if because PG, I like their depth. Out, yeah, if I'm losing Paul Drew, all I'm doing is sliding in Norman Powell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sliding in Norman Powell. Yeah, and I'm right. I, I just I don't know something. That about was another the, thing I was thinking. Like the, there's a bridge between Bradley Beal at his top, and I think PG at his top Bra- too. Bradley in terms Beal, of like them comparing, Kevin Durant and Book have played 440 minutes together this season, which is more than I thought. Same. Yeah. Um, and that's less than 10 full games. And that rating of plus 12 though. So when them brothers is hooping, they really hooping. Now all of that is offense. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> full, most full, of that is that one game that he had against strength. the Lakers where he was taking all full strength. Who y'all taking? Clippers full versus strength. Suns. I would probably take Clippers. Both teams full strength. Clippers. I would take Clippers. I'd go Clippers in six. KD gonna be like, I'm remembering Give me that. Seven. I do like Royce O'Neal on I the Suns seven. team though. I do too. Yeah. He looks like he fitted real good. This is the type of this type of place where he shows his value. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The next team, y'all let me know if they should be panicking. The Philadelphia 76ers. Right now, they are the five seed. They got a win last night. Shout out to them. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, big time shots down the stretch, 30 plus points. 
but they are just one game outside of the play-in. Uh, the Miami Heat lost <clears> the <throat> last game against the, the Nuggets, but before that, they were playing phenomenal ball. One game away from the play-in, fellas. Uh, should they be panicking? I'll put it like an eight, eight or, uh, seven or eight. Um, honestly, just like frankly, they're not a really good basketball team without Joel Embiid in the mix. Mm-hmm. And I think Tyrese has talent. Like, they have people that can hoop, but they just they haven't figured it out how to win, really. Hey, I would say it's probably like an eight because this isn't a team that just wants to make the playoffs. And it looks like they're a team that's just going to make the playoffs and probably going to get bounced. Or, you, I don't know, depending on how they lose, go down, it, it can get worse than that. So We're, we're supposed to have an update on Joel Embiid this week. So yeah. I guess we'll see. Whatever that says, that'll let us know where the panic is. They were be. saying hopefully he could play at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So if that happens, it still doesn't really – it's still scary for me. I don't want to see him just come back after missing two months of basketball – and then you just expect him to be Super Saiyan Joel that we've used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. that's kind of hard to ask of him. Even though I know he's still going to draw a lot of attention, his presence will make it easier for those other guys naturally, just because he is Joel and B. I'm always starting Mo but Bamba out there. It's it's going to be hard. So I would say, man, like I had them, I seen them put the lineup out. Okay. One of us was the the president of the Mo Bamba fan club. Yeah, that's both of y'all. What they talking about? Both of y'all. Remember he had the jersey and no, he me. took the camera. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh. you was bogus as hell. You was even worse though. Well, my Bulls are in the lottery, and I had watched <laughs> enough film to be like, "That's the guy I want the Bulls to draft." Thank God, but the yeah, draft. they had a lineup. They drafted Wendell Carter, so it's, it's well, not to give me Wendell Carter. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying what it turned into. It wouldn't have mattered. Oh, anyway. okay. They had a lineup. It no, was. Wendell got y'all boots. <laughs> <laughs> you was feeling that. Cause that got y'all Demar, and that you got us. Fi- that got us bet the number two seed. Number yeah, one seed you was feeling East. that. Mo, Mo Bamba don't get y'all none of that shit. <laughs> Actually, give me Mo Bamba then, cause I'm fucking tired of Vucevic. Vuce sucks. You know what's bothering me, Derek? What? Vuce to have a good game, which he did uh, against the Literally Cavs. Like I want to say. Ago, right? Yeah, great oh, game. Or was that the Pistons? No, cause they uh, lost the game. Ain't no good game. They did lose to the Pistons. Uh, yeah, I'm tweaking. And people tweeting me, see, Vucevic is like, no. You took a one game sample size out of fifty six of them. He's, he's had some games. If sometimes. he gives me twenty and twelve, I'm not patting him on the back, brother. We traded for you to do that. That's that was your, that was your stats. So there is no there's you have a two week stretch where you look like the version we paid for. Congratulations, my boy. But come on, bro, that ain't enough. Hey, awesome, real why, why, why is that the Chicago way though? Why do poor people come to Chicago and we don't get the version we signed up for? But I was about to say, well, trade for a thirty-year-old Magic Vucevic had a different swag but to him, like, bro. Just like that, just a year before, Magic Vucevic to me, I think I had him third center. Bro, in the he when we did our ranking was a monster, bro. A monster score, rebound, With pass. The whole offense was ran. Yes, yes. They weren't going to do that in he, Chicago. He's never had an opportunity to do that here in Chicago, and he's probably never going to get it again. The, the magic made No, but out I think like, if you like put crazy. Nikola Vucevic on the damn Suns, I think he'd be a lot better of a player. Uh, I, I think they're good with Nurkic. I'm, Nurkic does everything uh, that they. Hold my. Holy no, no, no. Shit, bro. I'm just saying. Holy no. shit. I'm just I saying, get it. Vuce. You like him. I'm, no, no. That's this, not that. But, but I'm just saying, what I'm saying has nothing to do with Nurkic. You no, don't need to mention him. No. I'm, I'm just saying, if Vucevic was on a team like that, bro, it don't have nothing to do with Nurkic. I'm no. not saying nothing about your boy. I no, know he, no, he played with Dame. I'm he not, probably got a tattoo with I'm him. I'm just saying Vooch wouldn't fit the mode of what the Suns would want him to do. So he might – you would probably look what at him and say he's What the fuck is Nurkic doing he's that? He's rebounding and game. defending and blocking. Like he does all the other Who stuff. Who is he defending? 
Nurkic is a very solid defender. He's always been a solid defender. Vucevic can be a solid defender. No, he, he's never been a solid defender. He can be as solid as, as, we talk as, about as, solid as Nurkic is being. He, he can be that. I'm going to say there is not no big difference between them. Like, Nurkic is not moving how he used to a couple what, years what ago. This, what the Suns are benefiting from Nurkic is Nurkic is a big-ass body yeah. that sets some of the best screens of basketball. Vucevic can't replicate that. Vucevic is going to be a better passer. Vucevic is going to be able to shoot more, more live. Marginally, yeah. Um, Marginally, with them, he's gonna be a don't don't look at him what he's doing with the Bulls. No, the I'm Bulls just, are no, weak. I'm more cre- <laughs> the I'm more credited than what Nurkic has done past him. Nur- not really Nur- Vucevic. Nurkic, <laughs> I like Nurkic, but when you talking about defender, like, we ain't gonna sit up here and act like he anchoring some shit for them. But I'm not saying Vooch is on the, Vooch is nowhere near the defender of Nurkic. Okay. Nurkic plays good defense because he's a big body and he understands position a lot of time. He's not moving around being crazy. Are the Suns, that's, seen, are, that's are, enough in some are, are, are the Suns' success in the playoffs depending on what he's doing defensively? Probably, yes. You need your anchor to defend them. So, defend oh, the paint, okay. Yes. okay. Okay. So is that why you're not taking them against the Clippers? Because <laughs> his ass can't do shit defensively? Wait, what? You're taking the Clippers over the Suns? Is it because he ain't you? You don't you don't you're not trusting his defensive ability? No, I took them because of Kawhi, Paul George, and James Harden. I just think they had a better three. Okay, I'm just making I'm just asking questions. Asking questions. Because shit, if you get me Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant with this dude's defense, how you making it seem? I feel confident. <laughs> right? I wonder what the numbers right? look like. I mean, Bradley Beal. Wouldn't you? If you got Bradley Beal, I'll give you a hypothetical yeah. that they all was healthy. I just, I'm just saying. I think you got Kevin Durant. I don't know. I just think I'm he was exaggerating when he I, said that I, he was way better at defense. That, no. I didn't think it was like that big of a gap. With, I don't think it's that big of a gap either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is. I think Nurkic is better for sure. But is it? A huge difference making it seem like we're going from Rudy Gobert to. No, I'm just saying. I just thought Nurkic was a better fit. More so than Vooch. But I'm telling you, that that I started the conversation off there telling you don't even think about him. I'm, it has nothing to do with Nurkic. I wasn't comparing him. I'm saying oh. you put Vucevic on a team that has Devin Book, those type of players. I told you from the get-go, the first thing I said, bro, don't even think about Nurkic. I get he played with Dame. I get you like him. But that, it was never a comparison. With, so why you keep being stuck on going over to Nurkic? <laughs> I just wouldn't like Vooch on the sauce. Because that's Nurkic's spot. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, hey, if you would have said that from the get-go, then that would have been a much better argument. You kept bringing Nurkic in there. Your, your main point was, and I don't like Vucevic. It was like Nurkic. That was the first thing you said, but Nurkic, what he doing over I there? I was just thinking about inter, like the, the switch. I was just giving up a hypothetical. It ain't going to happen. Nurk- I mean, Vucevic is going to be on the Bulls. I de- uh, for as long as he's, we he's with you, but He's with you. He's with you. Don't worry. So, okay. I kind of like the conversation, though. In 2023, 2024, would you rather have Yusuf Nurkic or Nikola Vucevic? What team am I? Don't matter. It's, it's, it's you, Pierre. If, if, no, it matter what team I'm on. Because neither one of them. I'd probably take I'm Vucevic. Not, okay. And what, what's the determining factor for you? <clears throat> um, I think a little bit. You could rely on him a little bit more offensively than Nurkic. I don't think the deep. I'm not looking at the defenses that like that's determining. I, th- I think okay. the offense. I, I would take that offense a little bit more. I think the defense might be the determining factor. Honestly, again, it's just as is, so we don't have any surrounding pieces. I, w- I am going to give Derek this, I just from a efficiency from a number standpoint. I know it goes all into team and different shit like that too. Nurkic is a way better defender. I mean, Nurkic is a way better defender. I'll give you that credit. I just looked it up. I like that. But I'm going off I'm going off my eyes. Yeah, I was just going off my eyes. But the numbers are saying it's a much different. 
I'm, I'm a, I'll give you the specifics. You talking? I give credit. I give credit. On off numbers, or what we talk about? This is a uh, dunks and threes EPM. His defensive asset plus uh, defensive it's, it's estimated be positive, plus minus. Right? It's a one point nine, it's which is a nine, which is ninety two percentile for Nurkic. Mm-hmm. Vucevic is a negative zero point six, which is a forty eight percentile. It's a bad year. But overall, what is that like? Determining factors of that. Because, like, could team be based on that, too? Team is definitely going to play a part. People that walk past DeMar DeRozan, he got to help. It is, but you it's know? also going to be him, him being individually on the floor contributing oh, to yeah. what's going on while he's yeah. playing. For I mean, all, all of it's context-based, right? Yeah. But um, just just to give yeah. you that support, I know you ain't look it up, but if you if you want to drive home that point, no. go ahead. I'm still going to say um, I don't think he's he's that that much of a difference maker. But who would I take in 2023? 2024, I am going to take. I think it's Nurkic, bro. Man, it really depends on my team. Give me, give it me, really does. give me Vucevic though. Because I think Nurkic, he can he can play his role. Like he he can really play his role in terms of like he's not going to demand no shots. He's going to get other mm-hmm. people involved. He he's really good at the one more passes. He's really good at doing a little backdoor. Like he can play his role really well. But I, I think there's a little bit of that upside because. We know Vucevic can go for 20-plus and for sure. whatever amount of rebounds and 8 of 6, My 7 whole point assists. in the conversation, I agree with you, actually, mm-hmm. in the sense of I prefer uh, Nurkic with the Suns because he's going to be a dirty work guy. Yeah. I'm just saying if, if I think Vucevic was in a more fluid offensive situation where he could not – he's never going to be on the team. Like we said, he's never going to play the role he played with, with the Magic. I'm not trying to say that. But I just feel like the Bull situation is so – he's playing with DeMar and Zach, and it's a lot of one-on-one and, and, and you know, shit like that. I don't know if that you're going to get the full value of him just being kind of how he's been utilized. Mm-hmm. I, that's not a get-out-of-jail-free yeah. car for him because, yeah. shit, his ceiling was to play with some other guys. It was yeah. not him being the number one option. But, like, shit, you put if, – if, if Vucevic was 20 minutes a game with the, with the Warriors – I no, think we I, talk about I, him different. I definitely see that too because, I mean, KV, you we watch all the Bulls game. How heavy are like y'all pick and roll numbers? Because when I think about different as, def- as defensively, no, I'm talking about offensively. Like is Demar Derozan, your lead guy is playing pick and roll. Because I think Vucevic would be a killer for a pick and pop, pick and like roll like that. You would think so. He can't shoot anymore though. Yeah, this has been a bad year shooting for him. I'm near like 27. percent I'm, I'm going bad. off of him. It's like it's in the 20s. I the think. Vucevic I'm taking can make shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream world. But I, 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 I think universe. he would be 27 uh, percent on four attempts a game. Yeah. I would prefer to see Nurkic in somewhere. I mean, Vucevic in like a. I, I I just think he'd be better in a Warriors situation personally, versus. He'd be cool, yeah. Demar Derozan, we know what he like. We know what he like to get the ball led, and what he like to do. We know what the type of player Zach Levine is. Because you, for the Warriors, you can get utilized without necessarily scoring the ball. You know what I mean? Sure. Like they're but gonna use like you for all those screens. Has always been when he's scoring the ball, so like that's why it's kind of. But he's he's going to play with somebody who attracts so much attention mm-hmm. that even if he ain't getting the three, that little mid spot, that sweet spot, he's going to knock that down. Yeah. He ain't losing. I don't yeah. think he's ever going to lose that. Some of the numbers may fall back a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That's like a but rhythm jump shot. That's him. Yeah. And that's a shot where Kevon Looney don't want that shot. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green, I really he's taking that shot and trying to make a play. He's shooting yeah. a three. But like they don't have, they haven't had a big in a while who's sweet. That's like David West. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say it's not looking for the. The points, it's more so the skill set he kind of brings. You give him that screen and two might go to Curry and he can get that little slip in, in between, knock down. Yep. Give me that. Uh, and, I think Nurkic could flourish with the, with the Warriors too, though. Yeah. 
They're both very good passing bigs. And uh, Vucevic is, uh, how many years is this? And Vucevic is uh, 13, I'm sorry, 12 seasons in the NBA. How many years was he league average or above from three? Probably the, probably he had one with the 76ers. And league average is what, 35? 30, 36% now. Oh, 36 now? Yeah. I'm going to say four. Ah. Uh, Above it, or, or let's average. say at league average or, or in the above. His best years, he probably was at league average. So I'll probably go. He probably had one year he shot thirty-seven. I'll go four seasons. I'm gonna go three. The answer is two. Mm. The year that the Bulls traded for him, he was a forty percent three-point shooter. Holy shit! Um, and then two years before that, he was exactly thirty-six. That's it. Every other year, thirty-one percent, thirty-five percent, twenty-seven percent, thirty-three percent, thirty-one percent, thirty percent, twenty-two percent. Uh-huh. You get the rhythm. I was looking at volume for center for like big man shooters too that aren't necessarily like three point shooters. I do expect them to be a little bit under league average just because it's you know I think that's the shot that helps the team. Give me honestly. another. Give me another example of a three point shooting big that I can look up real quick. Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, does he count? Holy I don't. Shit. I think any like that's why I think three point but, but shooting I'm bigs I'm and big that step so, out so and give me, shoot the give three. Give me what you think Wendell Carter's shooting this season? <sighs> Around like 33 percent. No. No. I'm not, I'm not, this is Vucevic. I'm not looking at Wendell. It's going to be 27 for mm-hmm. sure. 27 or 28. He's shooting 41% from three. Oh, on three attempts tonight. But then it's, it's so much things that go into that. You said how many three. attempts? Three, three, three attempts. It's going to be a low Shit. value. And it's either going to be like a crazy percentage or. What did you last year? Uh, 35%. That's actually okay. And the year before that, 32%. So, so, so that's my question. Is he a three? Because me and you looked at Mike right. like that's not a three point shooter. So, yeah. what, how, how are we gazing it? Because I don't look at Wendell like that. Mm-hmm. I, when you think but of three-point shooting bigs, Cat and Porzingis. Porzingis, Porzingis, yes, yeah. and Cat. Because I think those Kat. come with volume, too, so you can gauge it a little bit more. I'm going to say this, too. I never looked at Vucevic as no three-point score. Like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> he obviously, he can make it. Yeah. But he's not. A, I didn't look at him as a stretch. I always looked at him Please as— Please tell him that. I always looked at him as a, a big who can score mm-hmm. at three levels. Yeah. But he's not like— the, the the fascination with him is that he could make threes. He had 37-point games where he would make two or three threes. But I didn't look at him as like, oh, this is a stretch big. No, he's a skilled big who can uh, do a pick and pop. He can post up, shoot in the mid-range, can pass out of the post, uh, score with his back to the basket, shoot efficiently from the free throw line, and he does have the capability of shooting threes. I think that's the big thing that I look at with bigs. I don't really like stretch bigs because mm-hmm. they get to, they fall in love with it too much. Mm-hmm. I do love a big who can make it though. Give me yeah. another. Give yeah, another example. Like Miles Turner. When Val Miles Turner, Turner Miles Turner came to mind too. Miles yeah. Turner can really shoot that. Thing. That's what I, Miles Turner is <laughs> into yeah. that category. He's, he's around he's, that Porzingis. He's not okay. looking to kill you inside at all. Really, yeah. he's looking to space it and knock it down. And that's always been him since Texas. He's shooting thirty percent this year, but thirty-seven in last year, and he was thirty-three percent for the rest of his career, except for one year where he's thirty-eight percent. Yeah. He said this year he's at 30%? 33%. 33. I feel like he's taking a lot. He take he makes a lot of big ones too. And like Halliburton needs him to How like many do he, take a he game? likes Four. catching him on that top Four. of the key three. What about Jokic? Jokic is the guy who also Jokic, he might not I take the volume of threes, but he can't make threes. I feel like he always makes him when he takes I, I in that heat game I remember he took a three and I thought this is going in. He missed it. But I feel what like any time 2.1? Three attempts per game. Okay. Uh, thirty-four and a half percent. Last year was thirty-eight percent, then thirty-three percent, then thirty-eight. He's very selective with his threes. He is, yeah. But he's another guy where I don't look at him as a stretch. It's just yeah. that I know he can. Yes, mm-hmm. I know he can, and you have to re- boom. Yeah, 
That's the word I've been looking for. Vucevic is always respected. So yeah, when he out there, you can't you can't just just be like, oh no, nah, hell no. Nah. You think so? I think I think that other than Porzingis and Car Anthony Towns, these other coaches are not they're not trust. Like all, I would assume that ninety percent. I can look it up. Ninety percent of Jokic's three pointers are open. I do feel like they are stagging on him. Yeah, kinda, same thing with Vuce, Vucevic. Is not taking contested three. We in person have seen Nikola Jokic make some stupid shit. It is. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with them, too, because it's a lot of times, like, he's trying to feed the little post. They backing off, then it's just like, I'll take the three. Now, I get what y'all saying from ment- mentality. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to a game and you had to pick somebody, then, yeah, you're probably – we're not glued to Vucevic. But I guarantee a lot – I guarantee there's been a lot of actions where a center did play a little too high because he know he can I make it. I was going to say, I've seen, I've seen these centers like <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Wendell Carter Jr., Vucevic, anybody we talk about, they did a little pump fake, and the center just flew by out there, and they and made a move. to me, that's, that's what respectable that, is. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, we can't just disregard you. Mm-hmm. We Hold can't on. disregard you. Because this is about, this number might be crazy. Let me double check. Okay. So, very tight three-pointers for Nikola Jokic this year. He has attempted zero of very tight. Now, very tight means that somebody's two feet yeah, away. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's, you shouldn't be taking yeah, very tight. Take um, the next one is considered just tight. Um, that's 30, 32, per, uh, 32 attempts, 44%. Um, that's actually very good. So that's 3% of his jump shots there. Um, so so he, that means the rest of them are open. The rest of them are open. The rest of them are open. So he's hitting the contested one. He's hitting the contested one. If <laughs> so you shoot 34% on, <laughs> on contested threes, yeah. I'm taking that as a win. Because I, yeah, like I feel like we've seen him hit game winners and shit where it's just like, ain't no way in hell he just made that no, shot. No, he's definitely made some contested game winners. He's definitely mm-hmm. a big shot taker. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely in his bag, but the what what center is closely guarded like that? It's gonna be so hard to really co- closely guard though. It's cat. If we talk about top one percent of shooters in center position, yeah, um, and cat also could put the ball on the floor. Is, what's his shit? with closely tied it? Who cat? Yeah, uh, let me look up. Because he also know. the type to try to create his own shot too. Yeah, for so sure, like, for sure. Ma- mm-hmm. Majority of the centers though, it's gonna be pick and pop. I was feeling like, his teammate. I feel like I was be knocking him down too. Nas Reed had a stretch where he was on fire. Yesterday they was Nas playing Reed. all three of them together. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards got injured. Yeah, so they was just like, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta just run with what we got. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. We talking about close three point shots, right? Who got injured? You said uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. He left early because yeah. he because uh, he went to go his. Um, Baby. He had the baby. Yeah, the baby. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. she was having a baby. He left at halftime. I'm I, like, I thought he got injured. No, he, I just didn't see him on the floor anymore. He went I just to go assume. be president of Childsburg. Yeah. Damn, that's a Michael Jordan shit. I'm gonna play half the game, but I know my my wife might be in labor or my girl might be in labor. I get half the. Game. He was awful in the half. I think he started like over eight. Was, well, his mind probably wasn't on hoop. Hell yeah. yeah so Hell definitely. yeah. I know people he, cashed out on that under. Mm. Imagine, yeah, imagine you did know <laughs> that before, the man. Just take the under. The betting companies probably knew. You, <laughs> they they know everything. No, they know they everything. Know everything. They know everything. It's, I agree with Derek on this For real? They, they know everything. No, nah, they don't. They don't. Because I did. <laughs> and you I'm sound like going a degenerate to, now. I'm just going against y'all. <laughs> I'm just going against you I did, like, one of the goofiest things ever. And I'm mad I'm going to actually tell y'all this. But look. I was watching a Mavs game. I guarantee game. this ain't going to be top five goofiest shit you've done. I was watching a Mavs <laughs> game, right? I was watching a Mavs game, and it was like three, four seconds. This when Kyrie had messed up his ankle or whatever it was, he left. You ready for this? I was like, let me go in here and put some money on the under. I actually put money on the over on it. <laughs> <laughs> but his, uh, his uh, for the whole halftime, though, because it literally happened like right before half, his stuff was still up there. Because they thought he was going to come back. But I was like, ain't no way he coming back from that shit. 
How you accidentally put on over? I don't know. I don't know. Because I check my phone. As that is, that's right. That's not even top five. I check my phone after the game. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember I put it on the bet. And it said $0. I look back. It said I got it wrong because I put the over. <laughs> you was being too fast. I yes. was. Because I knew they was going to take it down. Take it down. Yes. Say it, Pia. Uh-huh. Say it. What? Thirsty people. Don't never oh, yeah. prosper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirsty things never prosper. Hey, the goofiest shit you did. You took this picture, gave me. Bro, I was looking at my phone and I got. Yeah, what picture was that? By yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was, was you eating like Smith. some salad or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you eating some salad? Oh, That's when yeah. you was acting like I'm gonna eat a salad every day this year. Oh, yeah. I was so going through my phone. That who it was literally, in my bro, house? It was doing literally that. a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> It was literally a Snapchat selfie. Phone. Anytime I did you I take this picture. I was looking for a moment so I could post this picture because that's, that's from when he was crying, yeah. bro. Hey, thank you. For what? You laughed. Like, I was laughing at Mike, but I I thought I was the only person who felt like that was, like, hilariously, like, crazy. It was. But when you kept going... It allowed me to just let it out. I was trying to suppress it because Mike was like, y'all just going to keep laughing. So I was like, all right, let me just try to hold my composure between this Uber. But then you kept going, and I just could let it out. And yeah, I was it, it was a problem. Like, bro. damn, that shit was that funny because it's like 10 <laughs> minutes later. And he don't got the regular laugh. He got that, like, witch cackle laugh still going on. <laughs> bro, I was crying like I just heard. I was crying, too. I was crying like when... When I found out Kobe passed away, like that's how that's how wet my face was with tears of like just like, holy shit, bro! I cannot believe he just did that. Yeah, and the fact that you, the fact that you kept it up here, it, it would be one thing if he said it's like a second. He waited, and waited <laughs> for the dude to turn around, and dude had to turn around, and then dude you turned around up quick, and you realized like, oh shit, hell no! You did some other silly shit that we get to. You had us go to the wrong arena. The wrong arena, yeah. That was same that day. Wasn't, that wasn't. That, that wasn't. Was the same day. day yes. That was same day. That was an honest mistake, though. And then we we then we all just got the stupid bug because we talking about oh maybe it's up this ramp and then <laughs> that ramp it was like no bro that ramp <laughs> shit was crazy it was literally a handicap ramp for people I felt <laughs> to avoid that's the, the stairs that's, that's the stupidest I ever felt. We like, oh, maybe we got to go up here, and that we literally sign and just go home. We literally <laughs> like, saw oh, the same people we just passed. We saw them, and I was like. Oh my gosh! Let's yeah, we we stupid. The next thing we got is the Indiana Pacers. Right now they are falling mm-hmm. all the way down to the eighth seed. Uh, the pairing, and of course it's still early. The pairing of Pascal Siakam and Tyrese Halliburton has played 300 minutes together. They have a negative net rating. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton had the worst game of his career. High yeah. school, grammar school, like absolutely you didn't score minus yeah. 40. And now they're a play-in team that should, after that making a big acquisition. Again. What's the panic meter? I said like a six. Um, what, that, what am I panicking on? So it, it could be on a couple different things. It could be, you know, because Tyrese has not looked good since he's come back from the injury, the hammy injuries. We know hamstring injuries can linger. Um, could you be panicking about the fact that the pairing hasn't looked as good so far? And obviously— I asked y'all that last episode of how y'all felt about Pascal going back. Y'all was like, oh, yeah, he's going to go I think back. he 100—like, I can't I say don't 100%. think it's— Pretty confidently saying he is going back, but I guess it could be something in the back of your Philadelphia, like, hey, they got money. I think they should Yo be homie. one of the teams that th- should throw some money in. Yo, at. homie, Joel and B, we know y'all. Cameroon, baby, like this. Mm-hmm. I would panic just because, like, what we— thought was going to be our go-to was like us putting up crazy amount of points every day like every game it's just you haven't been able to like you're kind of losing that so you i don't know the defense still hasn't 
been like as you want either. So a lot of things just not going your way. As you want. And defense don't exist. <laughs> I mean, they know that, though. They know that, though. That's why they brought Pelicans shot 91% from the field in the first quarter. Yeah, that's the, f- the highest ever in franchise record. I mean, in franchise history. 91%. And it ain't like all layups. Brandon Ingram was uh, post-fade. Double T. Oh, that post fade turnaround over Come two on, people. Yeah. Come on, Boy, man. Sit y'all there. This is down. Y'all silly. Don't play. And y'all talking about you over here talking about you don't know what to think of the Pelicans. Thing your, is. Your, your response is already wrong. You supposed to be like, you were saying the same shit. <laughs> I said I agree with you. The Pacers don't have the best <laughs> offense in, in basketball anymore either. That's that's the thing that hurts them. Um I never was a fan of the style. Because it's hard I, to sustain it. I felt like everything they did good offensively, they gave it back up defensively. They shoot threes good, they're gonna yeah. let you shoot threes. They score a lot of points, they'll let you score a lot of points. So I liked it for watching. It was fun. I like Tyrese Halliburton. That's that's the homie. Uh, but as far as winning, I never really looked at them like that. Um somebody brought up a good uh, not a good point. A, a point I wanted to ask y'all about when me and Derek was was going back and forth. A lot of people was also munching on me because I'm like the Knicks, whatever. Oh. Somebody was saying that they think Tyrese Halliburton is injury prone. Do y'all think he is? Because that kind of surprised mm. me. I never seen that t- that type of talk before. No, I also think it's too early to tell. Yeah, uh, but I would say no. I mean, you got to think about when I think about injury prone. It's, it's not like just you're out for the whole season. Meniscus tears and shit. Like it's that. not just w- what you injure, it's how you injure. Yeah. Tyrese's injury was like a freak accident. He he hyperextended himself. Like he damn it did a split on a wet yeah, spot. Yeah, like you did. can't he his he can't control that. For sure. Yeah. Now if he was going up for a layup and then his ankle splattered into a million pieces, now that's different uh-huh. than like a freak accident. Well, I mean, it should be happening. I had an ankle injury. When you say shit like that, it gave me a visual picture. I mean, that's it's when like you when somebody injury prone. You ever know somebody that been shot when it rained? And they her, feel it. Yeah. yeah. When, when yeah. I watch oh, an ankle yeah. injury, I feel it. You know I do too. That's why I be. <laughs> All of now that like, shit I would never understand. He be over yeah, there. Be I be feeling it. Real. I be feeling it. Injury well, prone though. When I think it, it's, when I, I think of somebody no, getting no, for the injury prone thing, yeah. it's who I said a couple of positive. It was like Lamelo Ball, bro. I feel like he's been like hurt Damn. every season. Yeah, like Lamelo and Lonzo have shown that they're kind of like yeah, Lamelo. Wait, just, injury. I'm looking at the, this game's play. Injury prone is kind of crazy for Tyrese. Yes, that's oh, what I said. Yeah. I never had heard that before. I'm like, no. wait. So I'm like, let me make sure I ain't. I ain't, you know what I'm saying, got no blinders on because I like him. His rookie season, he missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. He missed nine out of 72 games. Of course, that was the year where the league got shortened. His second year, he played 77 of 82. Like, that's damn near every game. Yeah. Is he going off these last two years? I was going to say last year, he played 55 games. Which is still good. Which is, it wouldn't be enough to nah. qualify. No, no, it wouldn't be it's, enough it's to qualify. Just, that's yeah. 55 games would be like 73% yeah. of the season. Um. But also part of that is like his team was like, let's go in to get a top yeah. 10 pick. You know, part of that. And, of course, this year um, he's only missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Two, not only. He missed 10 games so far. Well, I year. mean, he had like this injury, and then I swear he had one before that um, when Pascal was – this one they basically just traded for Pascal. Tyrese mm-hmm. was missing some games. That, so was, it's the, been, that, was, the that was the hammy injury. And so he came been, back to play against Portland that one game. They, got, they lost to Portland. And then he missed five straight games. Probably was like, it don't feel good. Oh, not, yeah, he missed five straight games. And then he was on a minutes restriction for the next five games. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just a little bit of recency bias and just everything that's been going on. Because I never really got that vibe from Tyrese. Let me see. Yeah, it's got to be like continuous season ending to like four or five months out type of injuries, yeah. I feel like, at least to me. Now, LaMelo Ball's a name that you brought up. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit afraid of that. Me too. Personally, with LaMelo. 
um, 32, 33 games, 36 games last year, only 22 games this year. Uh, 50 games in his first year, obviously, against shortened year. He also could be talking about Iowa State. He did have that. He had a wrist injury. Um, oh, yes, and that's why he didn't share his medicals with certain teams. He was done yeah. for the season, yep, 2020. Yeah. Iowa State, Halliburton is done for the season after suffering a left wrist fracture during the first half of the Yeah. Anyway, um, panic meter, Pacers. I'll go eight, just because they're a team that it looked like they were poised to like at least remotely compete this year for them to be falling like this. Especially when you go and get an All-NBA type talent in Pascal Siakam, it's kind of worrisome to see that you can't stay afloat. You're just kind of – your head is barely above water now. Um, Four. Only reason it's four is because I don't have this I, – I fell off of that, that hype train that I was at at the beginning of the season, and I stopped looking at them as a team that could really compete. I didn't really think they could compete. And then when I looked at the top echelon of the Eastern Conference, I really was just like, yeah. I would just I, all I wanted for them was to build on what they was doing. I love that they bought yeah. into Pascal or somebody. I wanted them to go make some type of move, um, but it was always like building something for the next years and, and, and staying on top of the momentum of not being in a lottery again. But um, I didn't. I don't really. I never looked at them as like. At the beginning, maybe that first month, I was like, "Oh, you know." What That's mean? what I was, uh, similar to the Magic. I was thinking for the Pacers, and it's kind of changed since then, but it's like the Pacers, they got some over there. Like in terms of if they were in the playoffs, maybe they could get a team out of there in the first round because they just can get hot and they can score so many points. I still think they carry that type of swag where it's like it's hard. You, it's easy to score on them. Let's just be real. But you can't really have no off night if they yeah. if they hot. Because they, they, they could put up those points. Point that was looking scary. Like, yeah, when they when was beating the Bucks. In, yes. in, a, in, a, in a playoff series – I probably wouldn't be worried at all. But in a play-in where I know they could really, like, get on fire, I might be a little worried. Yeah, now if they were to match up with the Bucs, I'm just like, oh, the Bucs are no. Same. Yeah, wipe the floor. Before Any that, top yeah. yeah. Before Any that, I was like, four. damn, the the uh, Pacers could, they can they might be better than the Bucs this season. Because they definitely don't want to play the Celtics in the first round. Oh, hell Celtics, no. Bucs. Tyrese will have to deal with Drew. And, and that's why we love them because they beat teams like the Bucs or like the Celtics. Like, they, I don't know, they was, they just had it. Early yeah, they the could season. put up points. It's been a long time since they had me feeling the way yeah, they did yeah. Yeah. And around that moment. So they had their momentum at the beginning, but this kind of sizzled out a little bit. Maybe they could they could get it back. They can get it's it back. Possible. So, <laughs> it's possible. It's back like Stella. <laughs> it's like my new two K picture. Next team we got. Oh, I'm sorry. Next player <laughs> we got. Derek. It's your boy. Are we? Where does our worry meter on Damian Lillard? This is his, his efficiency is one percent better than the year where he had the abdominal injury, and that's all you can tell me. It's a domino. It's, it's a domino. When I put Trey Young over him, it's the domino. Yeah. So how how are we feeling <coughs> panic wise for Dame going forward with the rest of this season and then for the playoff push? Uh, if you're talking about winning a championship, which is their ultimate goal, it's like a six or a seven, just because you need him to be playing like Dame Dollar that you know he is. Uh, in order for them to be that team that looks like a legitimate threat. Uh, I know they still look good. Giannis is playing amazing. But when it comes playoff time, you need that one-two duo that you know you can consistently rely on every night. And so far, Dame isn't efficiency isn't there. He isn't shooting the ball well. Um, for mm-hmm. some reason, lately, he's been rebounding the ball crazy. He's had a few nine rebounds. Devin, I'm going to contribute one way. So um, the assist numbers are there, though. He's still playmaking at a good level. So – He's trying to he's trying to contribute even though his shots not falling in other ways, but we got to see. So for me right now, it's like a seven. 
I would say like a. I'm not really worried about that at all, man. This this Damian Lillard, and I'm surprised he ain't said the same thing. I'm not worried about Damian Lillard putting the ball in the cup and being efficient. I know when it comes down to it, he gonna do it. It might be the regular season, but I know Damian Lillard is one of the guys. He's a playoff riser. He's gonna give us our, his best. So you're gonna give it a number? A, a one. Oh, so like like I'm basically not worried about nothing that. at all. Okay, interesting. What about you, Pierre? For Damian Lillard, ah, I'm kind of on Mike's side with this one, man. Damian Lillard is just one of those dudes that it's tough for me to really worry about when we're talking about the offensive side of the basketball. If y'all was up here asking how much do I think he can guard somebody in a series, <laughs> maybe that maybe that'll move me a little bit. But I I agree with Mike. I think when it when the lights turn on and it gets to that moment, he's gonna be ready. Um, mm-hmm. He's just that guy that I just think that me and my dad was talking about it the other day because um, he was saying that. EJ got to learn how to stay in the mold, like in the zone, because the zone is the hardest thing to get into, but it's the easiest thing to get out of. Like, it, 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 it can take you a lot to get in the zone, but like one celebration after a shot and you out of your zone, just like yeah. that, because you wanted to tweak. And um, I was like, man, it sounds like you're describing Damian Lillard. He is no nonsense. Damian Lillard, we see it all the time. He's, to me, and people can argue Steph Curry. And it won't be a wrong argument. But to me, we don't see anybody that gets in that zone more than Damian Lillard. The last however many years you want to talk mm-hmm. about, as far as getting into a zone, Damian Lillard would do that. And it's especially going to happen in the playoffs. And um, I, I think the more and more we talk about it or the more people try to doubt or sway away, and I'm not saying nobody trying to do yeah. that up here, um, I think the more likely it's going to happen on that playoff. Fire. If you was the yeah. the playoff is going it's going yeah. to happen. I don't know if it's going to be the first series, the second series. It it might be the biggest stage. It might be it whatever. Be the NBA finals. It's going to happen. I just I I just never felt like it was cool to overreact to like numbers, just especially when it's a special type of talent too. I remember it was like a couple years ago. Jason Tatum didn't start off so hot. It was like Jalen Brown, the better one. They, they all the stuff about that, Jason they Tatum because he was shit. just shooting bad. I'm like, bro. Just give it a little time and get the shooting numbers up, I and y'all gonna that. be right back on. We don't the hear man, that bro. no more. Can't. We don't hear that no more. Can't. Nope. No more Can't at all. Put that to bed. It happens, bro. You have stretches where you have bad they shooting. Doing? What they do? They did that, right? Yeah. And then it flipped. Nah, Jalen Brown Jaylen can't Brown. go left. Oh yeah. But this is the same dude y'all was saying y'all would take over Tatum. <laughs> it's so crazy. The, the same dude, off. man. I couldn't off. believe that shit. And I'm glad you said I don't I don't watch basketball like that ever have. Hey, it's cool. The only time it's cool when they do that shit is when it's a young player. The last the last 15 games of the year, Balak Kulabali was averaging 27. That's the only time that shit is acceptable. Don't tell me that about nobody established. I don't give a damn what Jalen Brown averaged the last nine games of so the year. So you don't care that, that uh, Paul George Paul, shooting 27 yeah, I don't care about three, this last 15? <laughs> I don't care. It's going to come back up. Now if you add the knee injury. I don't care. Okay. What would you say? You had the knee injury to no, Paul before George. No, what did you say? No, I didn't say nothing. No, you said I don't care about Paul George doing I couldn't. I ain't even let you finish. 27 27% from three. I don't remember. What it yeah, was. yeah, it was thirty. <laughs> I did the finger wax. So cool. But no, I don't be tripping off this I shit, man. Not with the established dudes. When you tell me sixty-four games, Paul George, for like that, then I'm gonna say, oh shit, but well, PG. Can we let get me Paul George to sixty-four game? Let me call you, PG. <laughs> PG, what's going on, man? Is it the podcast? Everybody don't need a podcast, PG. Let me know if you need me to fill in. That for podcast is very lucrative, man. I know what type of money them them betting companies putting out there. Paul Jordan might want to retire more, right now. It ain't more lucrative than what he making <laughs> on the NBA court. Yeah, no, not even close. Not even close. But you know what's crazy to me? There is no Paul George shoe. That like I, every time I see that shit, it just blows my mind. I wonder what what was the determining factor for that. 
Yeah. Like, was it just because like John Morant's in the league now and Devin Booker got his own signature shoe? They only need a, they only keep a certain amount of. I seen somebody signs. say that. I seen somebody like, man, well they got these two new dudes, and it made me think about like when I was a kid. That that sounds right. There's well, I mean, never at the end been. Of the day, they're not gonna get rid of a brand or a line that's selling like crazy. Yeah. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. But then somebody put up the, the numbers um, from uh, it might have been the Apollo. He might have showed some numbers. I don't remember. But Paul George's shoe was one of the top ones. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I like the shoe designs. I yeah, they were nice. nice. I think the numbers will back up that Paul George's shoe was a, a top selling shoe. But um, so Nike has never right. been a guy that is a uh, – I mean, guy. Nike has never been a company that's going to put out 12, 12 lines yeah. at once. Right. Because then they got to compete against each other. So Ja and D-Book are probably more marketable. You got Ja, D-Book, Braun, KD. Kobe's are now still there. Yeah, Kobe. I guess you could still say that's five, right? Who am I forgetting? Yeah. Anybody? Um, you you said KD. Yeah, he did oh, say KD. Yeah, it's five. And then before that, you had Bron, KD, Kobe, Paul, I, George, I Kyrie, right, right? Yeah, yeah. In terms of like signatures, so it's five. They number it's five. It's five. they you like say Giannis. Oh, Giannis. Giannis. There you go, yeah, Giannis. Yeah. Um, I wonder what his shoe sales are looking at. I mean. Grease, they're probably going crazy. <laughs> Giannis shoe? I, I like Giannis shoe. I don't know how I feel about the newest one with that big-ass swoosh. Yeah. A, a, lot, I think of, it's, a lot of the Nike Siggies are I think it's such weak. a different thing from saying, like, I like that shoe versus you see but that I mean, when you I go to the gym. Yeah, you, see right. that, you see that shoe right. on people's uh, Sabrina. feet. Sabrina. Because her shoe. Sabrina Ionescu. Oh, she, she, yeah. she, she, her, her shoe is. But yeah. I'm talking about she's not an NBA. She's, yes, she is, <laughs> basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aja Wilson got a pair. But are these Jordan or are these Nike? I think these are They're Nike. Diffusions. They're Nike. Diffusions. Diffusions. I need to Actually, give me a I pair of I saw these at uh, the store around the corner here. I didn't know they were Aja Wilson's, though. Let me see. They, they kind of look like a... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't, know, they, I, I didn't yeah. know that was a shoe either. That looked like an Air Max. Yeah, yeah, it does look like the Air Max 99. I love what LeBron said, though, when he said that Bronny and Bryce was in some of the meetings with Nike for... Uh, then his new, sh- like his last two shoes, yeah. it got the next generation because that's what they made it for. They made it for the next generation. So that's he, had, cool. he was like... How could I, you know, like, what would y'all, what could I do to get y'all to wear y'all dad's shoe? Because I know they weren't trying to wear that big bulky ass LeBron 17. I, I, bought, a, I bought a pair of LeBrons. I have worn them once, maybe twice. Couldn't do it no more, bro. I'm sitting in my closet. The 20s are the only ones that, that can go across. The I got the position. big Bane ones, them orange ones that came out. I got, all I got those you got too. Yeah. I, got those too. I have um, not put them on my foot. I hooped in them a couple times. They cool. I like them because they LeBrons. Yeah. I'll be forgetting that I have those Martin LeBrons. You should. <laughs> I like them though. They're clean. Uh, no, they are. But I remember you you wore them, you wore them with a horrific fit one time. That white size game. I did. Yep. It with didn't the, match. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that is a good show. I'm just giving you yeah. shit. I got the Bo Jackson ones. I, I don't wear them as much as I I should. You wear your South Beaches. Are those the South Beaches? No, those are oh. uh, All Stars. All the All Stars. Yeah. yeah. I never got the South Beaches. I should. Any other panic meters? Yeah. The last one. Nobody, Mike, what's your panic meter? Derek, what are your panic meter on the New York Knicks? I knew it was going to be the Knicks. They're the four seed, two-game losing streak, three and seven in the last ten, only a game and a half above the play-in. OG Ananobi just started non-contact basketball stuff, so hopefully he's back soon. Julius Randwin is still mm-hmm. up in the air, I guess. I saw different reports yeah. this morning yep. as I was researching, so talk to me. Y'all talk to him. It's probably like a... This is probably like a five for me right now. Um, Say how you really feel. Like, I ain't going to argue no, with you. No, no, I'm not. It's just, it's a five right now just because health. 
if it, if I don't get an update on Julius Randle and we don't know how OG well OG is gonna play when he's back with his elbow injury as a defender, your elbow is kind of important. Like it's <laughs> very a basketball important. player. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know it can hinder your shooting, hinder you wanting to be physical playing defense and all that. So depending on how he looks when he's back, it's, it can go up to like an eight or nine because this is a team that they were looking very very good at one point. They they looked unmesswittable. So like now it's like. Damn, now it's just all just Jalen Brunson. It's a Jalen Brunson show. And he pretty much has to try to keep him afloat. And he does he, his he best. Does yeah, best. I was yeah. say, I, I still. We got to get t- we gotta get a TV on this TV. Wow. <laughs> Cause bas- get the TV, TV on the TV. TV. We gotta get t- because basketball. We need, we need the little TV that works on top of the big TV that don't work no more. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, it's the same way as the other one. Austin's just got to drag it over if we really wanted to. But Patty Meter. We ain't next. got no remote, though. I would say like a. Like a four. It really comes like D-Mail exactly. said. They got to come back healthy. That's Which really it. Even be an eight? Yep. <laughs> Actually a 10. A 10. I got another team for a quick panning meeting. Oh, hell yeah. Atlanta Hawks. Oh, I ain't even think yeah. about teams that weren't good. Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young out for a month, too? Yeah. At they, least they, a month. What was the game they just lost? They lost uh, against a bad team. I think they I lost to the... Uh, God, please look that up for I'll me. look it up. Because I watched the first half of the game. It's like, oh, Atlanta got this in the bag. I the the Nets. It was, a, was it was the Nets. Nets. Oh, I didn't have to look back because I was like. That was a horrible loss. Oh, my God. That was a horrible loss. Yes, bro. The only thing good about that was Kobe Bufkin minutes. <laughs> yeah. That was horrible. So, yeah, that that's. I ain't got no panty meat a million. Because yeah. we like, oh, snap. <laughs> is the Jante Bridges play that game? You said they what? Mikael Bridges. Yeah, and if he did, he didn't do shit. Um. Because he's like, yeah, DeJounte Murray Cam time. Johnson was killing a thing. Right. And we thought the narrative was going to start happening. I mean, I guess no, my panic is a zero because we know they're going to make a trade. We know, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That one of those two guys is gone. If not, both of those two guys are going to be gone. So, zero on the panic. <laughs> yeah. That's them boys let guys. Dennis Shooter almost get a triple double on him. Yeah, he had like 28, 8, and he 7. He had 23, 8, and 7. 8, 23, 8, 7. Cam Johnson had a 30 ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cam Johnson. Killer Cam, man. Killer Cam. That's yeah. a panic meter. I think it was pretty y'all good. make sure y'all head over to Pee Wee the Gamer and tune into the Atlanta Hawks uh, series. <laughs> I just said that because people always commenting like, "Man, I never knew this existed." Well, now, you got to do the promo at the top of the show. I do, but according to all of them, they watch the they watch thing. the whole thing. But the funny thing is, now that I did that, people watch and they they commenting on episode two as if I can do anything oh, now. Yeah. You seven episodes late. I'm glad you're watching and commenting, but it's like. Man, I don't, I don't know if you should do that. It's like, bro, I did it. <laughs> I did it. I don't know if you should trade him. Uh, I hate to spoil it, bro. I traded his ass. <laughs> oh, man. Derek, what you got to promo? Because you did a video, and it's been about a week or so. And we you know what's funny? It. I uploaded what it. I say at the, what I said uh, earlier in the show, he got to do what? Lock in. I remember what you said. He got to do more. Work? Where is that? I thought we had a vlog coming. It's up. I have to now take it back down. Why? Why? You got put some flags. music in there? I did. I've done it twice already, and it keeps getting flagged. So what I are you to, doing? There's one song in there that's like in the background. Like, yeah, it's ten seconds. I thought it was thirty seconds, but it's literally. It was more than ten at one point. I chopped it down to where it's like ten. When when it gets flagged, is it just copyright or yeah, is copyright. it visibility? Copyright. It don't matter. Okay. If you help, if you're happy with your vlog, whatever money you were gonna make on that vlog, it ain't life changing. No, it's not. So if I was just, thinking about just uploading it anyway. Yeah, I would. I would say just upload, especially if you can't edit around it. Yeah. Don't don't scrap the whole vlog because you're gonna miss no, out I wasn't, a few dollars. No, I wasn't gonna scrap the whole vlog. I was just gonna cut out that clip. But I thought but, it was a funny clip. Then so keep I mean, that shit in for sure. So I was just gonna clean. Is, yeah. it at the, is it at the golf spot? Yeah. That when next thing I wanna go? 
I got I got to go to New York next week, and I got to do stuff leading up to going to New York. Like what? Relax. relax. I got to go get my hair retwisted, cut. I got to get a new new. When you trying to go? Clothes. What you doing? What you doing after this podcast? Uh, date night. Well, oh I shit, that makes sense. Uh, uh, Pierre, yeah, jacket, duh. Yeah, you got that <laughs> on right now. Stupid question for me. Uh, but we could probably go some week, you know, either at the five or some weekdays. Let me know. Something I wanted to talk to you about. This is not a po- it's not a podcast topic. Uh, we can wrap. Uh, thank no, y'all. Come on. <laughs> this is not oh, a podcast. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. uh, we appreciate y'all watching or listening to this episode of, of, of Numbers on the Board. Um, Matter of fact, I do got a question. <laughs> My couch came in, y'all. That's oh, what I wanted what? to talk about. It didn't come in. It didn't come in. I like it's. It scheduled it. I scheduled it to come in. Okay, when well, oh, is it coming bro, in? Bro, I was watching Wait. your screen. Yeah. And when you were into your screen, you I said, yep, the- five days until my new couch comes. <laughs> ask my he girl. I tell her that every day. Damn couch. I, I say, at the end of every day, I say, it's another day down to my couch coming in. I get it, though, because that's funny. it's two things. My birthday is, I think the next episode is my birthday. It's two things that's been on my mind. My mom said, what you doing for your birthday? I don't know. But I'm going to get a new car. And a couch. <laughs> I've I'm been looking at these couches, and I'm like, man, which one should I get? Is it, man? So is yours a sectional, or is it one? I just got one. U shape. It's three seats. It's just like basically how you're sitting now. It's leather though. It's oh, I can't wait to come. It's leather. It's leather. got the you know the adjustable seat where you could like recliner uh-huh. in the middle. You could pull it down. It's got like a table. It's got the USB C outlet. It's got regular outlets. Ooh. It's supposed to be cordless, so you don't even got to plug it in. It's already, I don't know how it works, but it's already got energy in it, so it only uses energy, <laughs> energy. when it's plugged in. Okay. It's a nice couch. Do you leather get, couches always worry me. Energy. I always feel like I'm sticking to them. Yes. What, leather ones? <laughs> yeah. You got the That's because you be ass naked on them. You, <laughs> you, you got the ottoman that is a storage as well? <laughs> nah, I mean, I already got one of those. Bro. Yeah, that should be what funny. What you got in there? They be doing that shit on Wayfair. Like, uh, that's going to make I me got, mad. Hey, and on top of the deal. I got, like, computer parts and blankets in there. The ottoman, you can put chips in it. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. I'm grown. got one of those things that's like a cooler. Like yeah, he do. I've seen that. Oh, yeah, my, my coffee table yeah, is yeah. a cooler. Yeah, I was looking was at that. I've been thinking about getting a table like this. I was yeah. thinking, yeah. Wayfair got, got nightstands and shit. You could do that. I've been I've been looking at those. What do a waste of money that was. No, it was a waste of money. I'm <laughs> never just, in the basement. It just look cool. <laughs> well, cool. yeah, you, you have so When people come over, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a Bluetooth You a fool, though. Let me buy it Let me get a basement. When I get a basement. He has a you can buy it off. He has How a nice is, man cave, but he don't thousand? use it because he ain't That's a man. <laughs> 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 he got that big ass TV, he that a boy. nice that nice sofa, and all right. Just don't well, now I'm, I got a driver his office range got push up shit. He you got a driver ups. range built in there. I'm working on it. What? I see that over there. That's what I'm finna go do. Yeah, hurry up, wrap, wrap like this up. I'm finna go work. I'm finna go work on my shirt. Not like a crazy. I literally mean like a net. Let's, oh. let's not act like I'm not doing I a twenty thousand dollar. No, yeah, he he ain't got the Mr. Thompson. I don't. My my uh, my roof in my basement is not high enough to build uh, something yet. But we are gonna get a new house in twenty uh, twenty seven. Twenty twenty seven. That man. Twenty twenty seven. I'll probably get a crib in twenty twenty seven too. Fuck it. We just all get a crib. <laughs> you trying to be neighbors? I know exactly where I'm going. I don't, it's, a, it's a gated community. I don't know if we I'm should a, just we should all just move to a different state. But today. I don't. Uh, what? Actually, Dick, I'm not against that. I'm against it. Cause as long as the show can travel, I don't care yeah. where I live. Oh, that is a good point. Where you want to move? San Diego. <sighs> Done. If it ain't San Diego, don't, I don't talk to me. Cali, Texas. Oh, I'm good then. I'm good. So somewhere where are you in Texas? To go? Somewhere in Texas? Texas. Nah, Houston. Miami. 
Texas, hey, we we can do some. You in get Texas. a thirteen that's bedroom. That's for sure. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's for sure. That's you know how many sure. you know how many people moved to Texas and got a. A huge house? Yeah, hey, I think that's the problem. We're just going to keep importing new people sure. to Texas. <laughs> but you know what the crazy Dakota. thing is? We should go to Dakota or something. One of the Dakotas. Oh, I want to be uh, Dakota. All my exes live in Texas. Like I'm George Strait. All my exes live in Texas. <laughs> you ever heard the song or you just know the Drake line? I just know the Drake line. If next time you go to you go to Bass Pro or something, okay. it might be in the back. <laughs> all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> no. No, hey, yeah, we I can, thought, we wrap can. it up, wrap it up. <laughs> I'm that, glad they ain't here. That's that's they, your they problem. Probably, he always stuff. be trying to be on something. You don't know that he know he, he just know the song. He don't know George Strait, <laughs> yeah. the actual song. Leave a like. He know. Subscribe. You stay over there. Stay over there. <laughs> be a producer. <laughs> Leave a like. Subscribe, and we'll see y'all in a couple days.